Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey guys, brand new podcast coming out right now. It's here right now. Um, so far over my gigabytes this month. Uh, tour dates coming up. I'm sad to say that the oddball tour dates that I was doing, all of them have been canceled. Not all of them total. They're still doing some dates in like, I think Jersey and Arizona and Texas, but all the ones I am doing have been canceled. My next stand up comedy show, uh, I'll probably be at the, la- uh, at the not at the Laugh Factory. Nothing against the Laugh Factory, I just won't be there. At the Comedy Store next week, at some point, Toledo Funny Bone, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. And then I will be doing a call-in sick-to-work show September 23rd in Tampa, Florida. Get your tickets for the call-in sick-to-work show. It's going to be fun. It will sell out. It will get fucking crazy. Cowhead will be there. Mike Calto, whatever you want to fucking call him. Galvin, we may do a live crazy podcast with some stand-up with ralphie with i don't know what's going to be it's going to be fucking insane i can promise you that and then the cowhead cruise starts on the 24th and i will be gone until the first of the month partying with cowhead the very next week helium in philadelphia the 6th 7th and 8th of october comics in the mohegan sun i think that's where that is i'm not 100 percent certain i'm almost certain The 13th, 14th, and 15th of October, Gotham, New York, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Funny Bone Dayton, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of November. That is my birthday weekend. I'll be throwing a surprise party for myself that Thursday, November 3rd. So come on out and surprise me. The light's going to be off. I'm going to walk on stage, and you guys are going to yell surprise. Uh, Baltimore, the 10th, 11th, and 12th of November. Tampa Improv, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of December. Morty's Comedy Joint, the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Fort Lauderdale Improv, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. And New Year's Eve, I will be at the new Levity Live in Oxnard, California. Those are my tour dates through the end of the year. I'm bummed about the Oddball Festival but for those of you who it's still in your city, go check it out. It, it still is a fantastic tour. Uh, they just, I'm sure, whatever. They just had to cancel all the ones I was on. I guess that my name was ruining the fucking tour. I'm kidding. I don't know why it was my dates only. It's kind of fucking odd. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. Uh, I, I The person I talked to today, Christina Pashinsky, is married to my friend Tom Segura. I had a dream about Tom Segura last night, and I want to share it with you because I told her, don't let me forget to tell you this dream, and I forgot to tell her this dream <coughs> because this podcast goes off the fucking rails. It really does. She uh, commandeers it from the very beginning, and we talk very openly and honestly about a lot of stuff that is going to make people feel whatever. It's going to make you feel like I don't really give a shit. All I know is that whatever version of entertainment I do, it is branded by honesty. I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to fucking mislead you. I'm never going to promote myself to be something I am not entirely. I'm not a fraud. I am not one of these people 
who wants you to believe I'm more famous or more successful or more talented than I am. I am just Burt Kreischer. That's it across the board. So whatever you fucking hear in this, it's just where I'm at right now. Okay? So, but this is the story I forgot to tell her. I had a dream last night. Probably ties in pretty well to this podcast because this is where my head's at. I had a dream last night. Tom Segura uh, and I were at an FSU football game. For those of you who don't know, I went to Florida State. Tom Segura is a huge FSU fan. And in the middle, <coughs> in the middle of the game, Jimbo Fisher comes up to me, taps me on the leg, and says, I know who you are, and I want both of you to come into the locker room at halftime. I was like, okay. I th- actually, I think it was the end of the game. It doesn't fucking matter. So the game ends. We go into the locker room. Jimbo Fisher says, I have four game balls to give out today. Uh, First goes to our quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Second goes out to our boosters, yada, yada, yada. The third goes out to some fucking other person. And the fourth person is in this room and is a huge inspiration. And he looks me in the eyes and he goes, come on over here. So I walk over to the center of the locker room. Segura's sitting on bleachers, and he's fucking flabbergasted. <coughs> he says, I don't know if anyone, any of you know who this guy is, but he went to Florida State University. And I was here when he was at Florida State University. And his very last year, not one person ever thought he'd amount to anything, including myself. He said he was looked at as a pariah. But with hard work and a little bit of determination, you can take a guy like this and he can become a star. And I'm looking at Segura and he's got the game ball in his hand and Coach uh, Fisher starts tearing up and he hands me the game ball. And I look at Buns and Buns is tearing up and now I'm tearing up. And he says, when I first saw you on American Idol, (laughs) I said to my wife, I know that kid. And I look at Segura and he's like, American Idol. (laughs) He's like, this guy does the greatest impressions you've ever seen in your entire life. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he thinks I'm someone else. My wife and I watched him on American Idol, on America's Got Talent, and we have followed his illustrious career. And let me tell you something, athletes, this man started at the bottom and he worked his way to the top where he is today on his own TV show. And I'm looking at Buns and he has doubled the fuck over laughing hysterically where he plays a a dentist who every day meets adversity with his pet monkey, and Buns is like, this is not who the fuck it is, and I woke up. That's it. That's a dream. Uh, but I never got to tell you that story, and I'm sure that has to do with whatever my ego is going through or whatever my self-esteem's going through or whatever the fuck I'm going through. This is a fantastic podcast. <coughs> Give you a heads up. No heads up. Just fucking listen. My wife shows up towards the end, and you're going to fucking love it. Ladies and gentlemen, from your mom's house. From probably one of my favorite TV shows ever, a.k.a. Road Rules, the wife of one of my very best friends, put your hands together 
for one of my best friends, Christina Pajitsky, a.k.a. Push. This is shit like that it'll be like let's start the the podcast yeah we can so you so where do you live is my first question (laughs) that's my first question i live in valley village (laughs) by the skelsons it's really amazing you wouldn't believe that how are you living here right now how do you feel about it i'm having um honestly i'm having i'm for the first time in my life having depression oh let's talk Perfect time to have me here. Let's go. No, I know. I kind of let's started, go. I had Ralph Garman in earlier today, and I kind of brought it up. And I was like, mm. "This is not something you want to dump on someone you just fucking met." No, but you can but dump yeah, it on me. I, I, I love depression talk. Let's go. You know, uh, I've never had it before. No bullshit. I never had it. You know why you've never had it? Why? Because you drink. Yeah, I know. And I'm not <laughs> drinking right now. <laughs> oh, that's why you're depressed. Yeah. All I'm those feelings have a place I, to come I out had now. This- point where i stopped drinking on planes i told you this right you told me that you stopped drinking on a plane and then every plane <laughs> flight i've had since <laughs> why but why let's uh, be honest why honestly is it the fat shaming campaign no 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 no, no. I, that has nothing to do with it although that has other reasons to deal with my depression the <laughs> oh, i just no. blocked a dude for the first time in that whole fat shame, shaming oh, campaign today no this guy fucking said something mean <laughs> and nasty and i went okay that's funny if you follow me right if you don't follow me you're fucking done yeah. And I fucking looked and he didn't follow me and I went fucking blocked. I Black go, you know brown. what? Suck a dick. You thought you were funny? <laughs> Wrong, motherfucker. See, this Wrong. is this yeah, is no, a no, new no. bird. I, I, I've Look, never don't. seen this bird before. So, so uh, I'm excited. I, I, start, I didn't drink on one flight, didn't drink on the flight home. Okay. And then I thought, and then this is, by the way, at the same time, I kind of stopped drinking. The first time I drank again was at your house. For now, dinner. now, why why did you stop on the airplane? Was that a choice? I, can I be very honest? I of do course. not like the taste of alcohol at fucking five a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but you but you push past it, and that's why you're good at drinking. It and I start enjoying it around six thirty. <laughs> but I do not like I I make my cocktail, my little roadie, at five a.m. in the fucking <laughs> men's lot men's bathroom. Shut and up. I want to throw up. I Shut want to throw up. Because your body I smell, is I, can telling I you, you no. I smell the Rogaine when I put in my Rogaine, and I smell that alcohol, and I start gagging. I start going, <laughs> and when I crack over those little Jack Daniels, I fucking smell them, and I gag. I go, ugh. Right. But I have such a fear of flying. And so one morning, I just forgot my booze. What? I just didn't, I forgot it, and it was a 5 a.m. flight to Syracuse. And I went, fuck it. I literally was like... Hands in the air, like there's nothing we can do about this and, moment. And did you white knuckle it, or how I did said, you cope? I said, I said to myself, I got on a plane. I said, I'm just taking off over Santa Monica. <laughs> like, like I've taken a lot scarier flights. Like yeah. I've taken flights where you go, oh no, 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 no. I'm I, like I took a flight out of Zanzibar one time where the entrance to the plane was out the tail, oh, God. and all our luggage was in netting in front of us right. and I'm like, <laughs> fuck this plane or afghanistan have you done war zones no yet? no no i will oh, no it's no it's in an area they don't allow you to drink no, <laughs> no, 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 no. is that is that what's deterred you so 100%. far is that i would have to fucking fly there and, and white knuckle it on helicopters without my little like i've flown in helicopters for travel channel with yeah. uh with um with the whiskey in a in a in a in a little travel thermos and been drinking in the in a helicopter. I'm so oblivious yeah. to the fact that everyone's smelling the one guy drinking a <laughs> a a eight sixteen ounce whiskey in a helicopter. Now are you how far away are you from drinking mouthwash? I would never drink mouthwash. No. See the thing is like is like 
like but i'm saying how how much of an alcoholic are you so that you, you, that's that's the desperate move right never, like never, never, no, no mouth no like nail polish remover crazy shit like that i don't need to drink i need to drink when i fly that's and that's where oh, i've always bullshit. been but you drink all the time outside of flying too though right uh, no no not that's not true that's the other thing about me is like i had a i had a, a podcast or i had a dream Oh my God! Can I tell you about the dream? I no, had last night? no, no, because we're gonna Do start not... talking about the reality of why you drink. We have to get there. Okay, we're gonna come to back you, to this. Remind me to tell you about the dream I had <laughs> with your husband and Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Who's Jimbo Fisher? Uh, is the coach of Florida State. Okay. So uh, I don't, <coughs> I don't need to drink at all. I need to drink on a plane. However. When push comes to shove, if I cannot drink, I just white knuckle it. I don't, but but when push comes to shove, I definitely always but, travel with with four little baby Jack Daniel bottles. <laughs> and so when but, I didn't have them, when I didn't have them, I just said to myself, I literally surrendered, and you I have went, to, I yeah. went, here we go, this is it, man. I got no control over this. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. And I said, I'm fucking so tired of this. I literally said, I've said this for a very long time. I am so tired of having to drink on planes. You have no fucking clue how fucking exhausting it is. Now, are you afraid of dying in general all I'm the time? I'm more, I'm afraid What's your of biggest dying? fear? Death. Yeah. 100%. No yeah. questions asked. Now, let's talk about this. When, when's the first time you started drinking? Because let's not forget, you were known for, are known for... Yeah. Being Van Wilder, that's yeah. your claim. You know, the first claim to fame is that you're like the biggest party guy. So obviously, this drinking thing started before you're flying. Uh, first time, <laughs> if we're going to be 100 percent honest, yeah. The first time I ever drank to get rid of shit, <laughs> uh, wholeheartedly, was um, after my girlfriend slept with my best friend, Oof. and I knew in my heart that I had to clap. I knew it. (laughs) You knew in your heart. I knew it because it burned when I pissed. And I pissed in Clint Munn's bathroom. And I was like, shit, man. Like, I knew it. Like, I was like, and by the way, I don't only have sex with two chicks. I've never had an STD ever. Good for you. And you and I are, we're similar. I'm afraid of disease. Oh, yeah. Did you you feel bad? Because you're Catholic. Did you feel like it was your fault and God was punishing you and stuff? No, I felt. I felt That's dirty. How I, would feel. Yeah. I felt broken. Yeah. I felt like I didn't deserve anything good. <laughs> and I didn't know how to deal with these emotions. And I confided yeah. in my best friend at the time, Mike Osborne. And he said to me, he goes, B-Man, I don't know how to tell you to deal with these emotions. But I do know that if you drink, they go away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I went, good call. And he goes, let's just get a case of beer. I'll drink with you <laughs> 12 on 12. And we'll get rid of these feelings. And I drank that night, and I felt better. Yeah. I felt better about it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? This is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. Yeah. See, that's the problem with drinking and smoking is that they do alleviate anxiety and depression. Like, when I smoked cigarettes, I felt great about stuff. I was thinner. <laughs> it helped alleviate yeah. everything. Drinking's great, too. It helps you. Sometimes that's all you can do yeah. is have a drink. And then, and then, I, and then I remember, I remember uh, probably a full year after that, I'm dating a Maybe I'm not dating a chick. It's summer school, and I remember. So weird back. to hear you say dating people. Like you've I been know. with Leanne for a million years. I know. Could you imagine dating people now? No. You'd be such. A mess. I can't imagine having sex with someone. No, no. Like other than Leanne, like. Oh, I can't even have dreams where I'm cheating on Tom. I've never. I had can't even cheat on it. Leanne once. Every How time weird. I start going. I can't have this. I have a wife. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, what a fucking shit life. Where even in my dreams, I'm like, hold on, let me get a condom. Condom. Wait, I can't cheat on you. That's exactly I'm what I had. That's so funny. So, okay, so I bet, I think it has to do with your childhood. Because I was thinking about you, actually, the other day. 
What what what's the deal with your mom and dad? Uh, I I I think for you. Yeah. Wait, yeah, let's go. Let's go. No, I really. know your mom. What's the deal with you and mommy? Let's start there. Nothing. Oh bullshit! No, isn't I, she like a child psychologist or something? No, she's like a ch- early childhood development specialist. Oh boy! But like, but she—I got to be honest with you, and I, I hope my mom never hears this because oh. it's going to sound shitty. She was really tapped out emotionally. Uh, like I remember my mom. That's my kind visual, of a big deal. <laughs> You're like, it was fine. Wait a minute, she was tapped out emotionally. <laughs> she wasn't no. available for me at all. She, no, she was just. I remember her visually. <laughs> Like if I have a, I wish I could show the visual. I'll show you with her hands on the steering wheel at like eleven and one. Yeah, and and literally just like she'd do this thing with her lip where she'd like like kind of run her lip through her teeth and just daydreaming. And I remember d- thinking like she does not want to be teaching school. No, I, <laughs> she would never say that now. But I think she had bigger dreams than just being a school teacher housewife. Yeah, and I and. I, she just. But then that means she was checked out with you as well. She wasn't. Maybe she was. I don't know. I don't well, really remember. It's here's the thing though. If you're checked out in one area, then you're generally checked out in other. You know, it's, it's not like you can shut down one part of your life and the other parts are hunky dory. I think she would have liked her younger life with my dad and and us to be a tad bit more um, vivacious. Meaning, I don't know, just something a little more razzle dazzly. My dad was this guy who like woke up in the morning, ran ten miles, went to work, came home, ran another ten miles. What? And then why? What? My dad why? Was obsessed with running and marathons. Ugh, like, that's was, my nightmare. <laughs> I'm. I would rather die than run oh. a marathon. And, oh, and, and then he'd terrible. run marathons on the weekend, or he'd do big long runs with his friends on the weekend. Ugh. And uh, and yeah, and then and coach me on baseball. I think I'd have probably had a closer relationship with my dad. Although my mom got my personality more. Yeah. My mom definitely got my personality. Yeah, but wasn't your dad kind of a macho guy? Like, I I think, wasn't there some story about you getting hurt during softball or something? You're you're bastardizing this story. I got my teeth knocked out in baseball. Right, okay, yeah. And he made me finish the inning. (laughs) I got hit in the mouth with a baseball bat. (laughs) I got, like, lost all my teeth. And my dad was like, Um, and I was like, I was like getting ready to go to the dugout. And my dad met me from the dugout with my hat and my glove because I'd been catching. And he goes, play shortstop. And I no. went, I just got all my teeth knocked out. And he was like, I know. Finish the inning or we lose the game. And I was like, Fuck the game. And I was like, and he was like, hey, if we pull you out, we forfeit the game. We can't lose the game. You're going to be fine. So what if you stop. lose a fucking baseball game as a well, kid? I guess, you know, theoretically, it taught me teamwork. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was my 11th birthday. So then I get in the car. Oh I get in the car. I sit next to my mom in Horrible. the car. And my mom is that same, like, hands, 11 and 1, getting ready to take me to the dentist. And I and she just looks at me. And I look at her. And I go, great 11th birthday. No teeth in my mouth. And my mom starts sobbing. And I'm like, okay. Didn't mean for that to happen. Uh, just take me to the hospital. I'm ready to go. <laughs> So, so, okay, you knock out all your teeth, and I've knocked out half of one tooth about the same age as you, Yeah, and it's traumatic. It's oh, yeah. really scary, because you don't know as a little kid, like, oh, they can just build fake teeth for me, and I'll be okay. It's, 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 it's yeah, scary. It's, and it's, by the way, it's pretty traumatic for a parent, too, because Isla lost her two front teeth, Oof. and it, I How did she do that? Some fucking piece of shit, kid. Oh, no. Fucking face planted her on thinking it was funny, and... Then laughed at it and wanted uh-uh. to fucking thank God this kid's parents are divorced mm. and she's gonna deal with that in her fucking teenage years. Yeah, she's gonna be a fucker. It's fine. I hate that kid. 
Yeah, me too. But so, yeah. but so you get hurt. It's super traumatic. And instead of like having empathy for you, your father <laughs> insists that you finish the game, which is think about think about your baby. Think about Isla? your daughter knocking out her teeth and you putting a fucking mitt in her hand. Oh, just no, go ahead and finish happen. what you're doing. No, that wouldn't happen. Of course, because it's it's insanity that. Yeah. And then your mother get checked out, and then you have a normal reaction, which is, oh, fuck me, and she starts crying, and now you feel remo- emotionally responsible for your mother. How does this connect with my drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds to me like you, you felt responsible for mom, right? And I guess in that moment, I don't know. And dad's an insensitive... Uh, dad, you know. my, my dad and I had, uh, had probably issues going, growing up into... My dad was very pragmatic. Uh, that's what my therapist says. He's yeah. very pragmatic. So I learned humility through my dad, but not in the most healthy ways. Um, uh, and and then, but you know, I, I, t- I, t- I test everything that I have today to him teaching me to be humble. So I think I overcompensated for whatever humility he gave me in childhood in high school and college by being this loud, fucking aggressive right. personality. Which is what, obviously, all comedians were, were overcompensating for a, yes. a huge hole, huge voids. Massive. That's <laughs> uh, never going to be filled. So, uh, so the depression thing now. So what happened? You woke up feeling funky or how does it manifest? Um, I love hearing what Burt Kreischer's depression it's, it's feels bizarre. like. It's <laughs> bizarre. It's bizarre because it's not like genuine. It's not like clinical depression like my wife like Liam was like uh like because we get living in one room this is horrible yeah it's this, really this would make anybody crazy by and way. all their allergies because all the dust Oof. and they, as soon as they start demoing something it like pours in through the fucking you can it just and you can just start, start sneezing so it started it started with a with a head cold like mm. I got a really bad head cold and I was sick and I wanted, I wanted to like jumpstart my week, and I just couldn't because I was sick. And then I was taking medication, trying to sleep through it. And then, I, and then all of a sudden, one day I was like, I'm not so sick. But I realized that like I couldn't find the shine to anything. Mm. Like everything just seemed to have like a like like a matte coating on it. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Everything like. I'm playing in the front yard with Isla and Georgia, one of my favorite things in the world. And Isla does this thing where she laughs and falls down laughing. And if she laughs hard enough, she'll piss herself. Mm. And it's so fucking great. And in my head, I just couldn't get moving. I couldn't get, like I was, part of me was like, all right, guys, let's wrap it up. Like, and I was like, that really sucked. But it really sucked not in like a, like a, come on, Bert, this is great. Just like in, uh, let's just, come on, it's time to go to bed, guys. Yeah, and, and, but uh, so, but you're saying like that's, I mean, because I think in the spectrum of human experience, it's kind of normal every now and then to feel like I, I'm not into this right now. I just need to kind of be quiet and yeah, sit with and myself. I, and I was being quiet a lot, like I was being, <laughs> which is so odd for that's me. That's so weird. And I stopped drinking. I just was like, oh my I was God. like, I don't feel like drinking, which is so that's bizarre. Totally not. Because yeah. one of the things I love about booze is like, like we go over to your house the, yeah. that, the other night. And by the way, this, this is in the middle of the depression, I think. We go oh. to your house, and I, all of a sudden, you know, Tom has a way of, like, getting under my skin, like, <laughs> tickling me under my skin. That sounds gay, but, like, he just goes, hey, like, with his eyes, like, another, another, another glass of wine? <laughs> and, I, I wasn't, and I was not in the mood to drink. Literally, I drove there thinking, uh. I probably won't drink tonight. 
But he just kept doing it. And the next thing you know, we're out in the back smoking cigars, drinking wine. <laughs> and then we go home and I'm great. But the next morning I wake up and I'm back over to this matte finish on the world. And I'm like, oh. fuck. And just nothing, like nothing was like big meetings, big things getting offered to me. Yeah. Big opportunities in this career. And I just was like, Meh. Eh. That's interesting. Now, had you felt weird prior to the sickness? Like what you said you you got sick before. What had happened also around that time? Is this construction happening? The, cons- the demos Okay. Let's I go. Mean, this is, Let's get I'm, it. This this I wonder if if this is triggered it or not. Um, Are you still in therapy by the way? Yeah. Oh, thank, yeah, thank yeah, God. Yeah. Have you been telling your shrink this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. <clears throat> we, I'd say I came off the road. I came in to move out of the house. And I I had this, like, weird feeling of change. Um, I had just a bunch of change happen all at once. All at once. And within, like, literally a bunch of change happened within 24 hours. Like, all like these things what? changed in like my career. Career stuff? Okay. So yeah, like, we don't want to get too Yeah, not too, too deep, but just like four different things happened within 24 hours. And within that 24 hours, um, we were moving out of this house into we're into a pod and then moving into one room. This is in within 24 hours, um, Sunday, Monday. And then and then Leanne had scheduled me a vasectomy in this on monday oh, i'm so excited did you do it no, i bailed out of it because i i literally started panicking and i went hey this is ha- a lot of stuff's happening really quickly i can't do this like uh we get offered this thing it was just all this thing happened right and i just was like I'm, it, it's too much to do <clears throat> once and i started saying i feel like i don't i feel like i'm not going to slow down enough um the oddball offer came in at this time um and it just it looked like a lot on my plate with touring and with with all these other things and it just i remember wa- having a walk and i was in a really good mood and and just being like things are moving really quick and i feel like i i feel like i don't have time to breathe and then and then all of a sudden within this they start demoing the house and i get sick now the thing that i think triggered the most is we go to move georgia and i out of their room and georgia pulls me aside and has a very fucking insanely deep conversation with me about how how change isn't great. Oh my God. And now all this change is happening within this 24 hours period. We're going to move another room. She pulls me aside. She goes, I'm not ready for, to leave this room. I need one more night. Wow. And I go, why? She goes, dad, do you see that sticker up there? I go, yeah. And she goes, I put that sticker up here the day we moved in. And I look at that sticker and I remember being seven years, eight years old, seven years old and knowing we were getting ready to start school and we were riding our bike to school, and I was what had I was. And she starts about that memory, about that sticker. And when I move this bed, and they tear that wall down, that sticker goes away, and mm. so does that memory of putting that sticker up and where I was that day. And my childhood just disappears. Wow. And I just start. And she starts crying, and I start fucking crying, and we're wow. both bawling in her bed, and I'm just like sobbing uncontrollably, and she's like, and she just is like. I mean, fucking, she's like, I don't want to grow up. And she just jumps in my lap. She's like, I love you, daddy. Like, Aww. it's like this fucking great moment. I'll never forget it as long as I live. 
But in a weird way, I was like, fuck change. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, Leanne? Why do we need to renovate this house? Like, <laughs> well, this fucking house was fine. We're fine with what we are. Like, I don't need to be bigger. I don't need to be better. I don't need more people on my shows. I don't need more people on my podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't need any of this. I'm really happy. I'm <clears throat> fucking happy right now. And then I start, like, <clears throat> fucking panicking. And then immediately I get sick. And I'm I depressed. lock down for, like, 48 hours. I cannot breathe through my face hurts i'm uncomfortable i'm drinking nyquil all day i'm sleeping and i wake up out of it i go on the road i don't drink it all on the road i fly home i don't drink it all jesus i don't drink it all but i have no want for it because i'm i feel like i'm i feel like i don't know i'm process i don't know what it was i don't know what it was but it wasn't like wasn't like it wasn't like a cognizant decision it was just like hmm. like i just was like no people would offer me a drink i go i'm good but it was, but, but it wasn't because you were sick. No, it was just, but you usually would drink through I that. Through being sick all the time, yeah. a million times, <laughs> and I just was like, no. Now, do you think? Because there's two things that happen to us. I think the closer you get to success, here's the fuckery of getting what you want. Okay, is that <sighs> you soon realize it doesn't matter what you get. You're going to be unhappy no matter what. You mm-hmm. get the TV show. You get the hour. You get the blah blah blah, and then. You're happy for a minute, and then it, the desire kind of resets, right? And yeah. then you're back to just wanting suffering again. It's like a fucking nonstop cycle of bullshit. So either you can get panicked about being successful. Do you think you're afraid of being successful or afraid of being a failure? Well, no. Here's the thing that I know for within certainty is that as much fun as this next project could be, as as rewarding as it could be, and with the accolades that could come with this based on the inherent integrity of what it could be, you know, like on, on the fact that it's much more artistic than anything I've done in the past, I also know it will end just like everything else. Yeah. And that is sad. Like that's where the shine, like uh... that's where the shine starts. I see it rubbing off. I start right. seeing the clown makeup coming <laughs> off in the rain. Like, right. And you see the person like, oh, fuck, man. My name's Bill. I'm just right. trying to pay the rent. Right. And you're just like. But is it, is it, do you have that thing where if you don't get something or that thing ends for you that you go, <gasps> not that I lost that thing or that thing is over, but that I am now invisible. That, you know what I'm saying? Like when you, does it go <laughs> to the so core? <laughs> I wrote a uh, joke today. That um, it's based around the fucking going to that Starbucks that by my house. That's and a great one. Every time she says, "What's your name?" I literally hear her say, "I've never heard of you," <laughs> and I it just eats See? me. I'm like, I'm here one, every day. I know your name. Like you, like I'm on TV. I work really hard so that people know my name. Come on, Google right. me once. <laughs> <clears throat> but no. So it's the recognition. It's the you want acknowledgement. I think also this is what. Uh, this is what I've talked about in therapy. I'm, I think with all the work I've done for travel came along with it came PTSD, like a small amount of PTSD. Oh, I believe it. I mean, I, I don't know how you've done the schedule you've been doing. I think it's totally insane. Yeah. I mean, what you, you're on the road constantly. Uh-huh. I mean, you were home. I remember one month with Leanne, she said you were home for two days or something. Yeah, That's it's, that's insanity. No human being should, it was it's, it was insane, and and everything I was doing was like hardcore adventure, and so I had these like I remember I, I remember like having conversations where like I get a text and I'd be like Leanne I need to get snake boots, she's <laughs> like what I'm like I'm going in with the 
Fucking oh most poisonous snake in the world <laughs> next week. Like just and so I had all these high end adventures and then once all that at Travel Channel, once there's no nothing lined up to do next, you're kinda like Huh. You're like, kinda like, what, am I worth anything? Is that well, what no, it is? No, no, a little bit you're like like you kinda like want to call them up and be like Hey, do you need anyone to jump off something? <laughs> Not that I liked that. I didn't like it. But the fucking fever that it would run before and the day yeah. of. And, and then the, the, ne- the, I mean, there's no better feeling than that first beer after jumping out of a plane. Yeah. I, you know what it is? You're chasing the high, the, the dragon of the accomplishment. And I think men have it a lot more in our society, that ego thing of like, you have to be successful. You have to be successful. Yeah. You have to be successful. And women as mothers, we get the thing, you have to be a masochist. You have to give everything to the children. Yeah. So there's just that stereotype of, I think your identity is really wrapped up in like what you're doing. Right. It and is if you're my not, identity, uh, here's the other thing that is, is tied into this. And by the way, I say this to everyone realizing realizing we are all family and friends, so don't think that I don't think anything negative about this. When that oh, when no. that no, but when the fat shaming shit started, oh, no. I didn't realize how much people talked about me behind my back, good and bad. When I when I was in the height of travel, doing trip flip, doing like two or three series, traveling the world for them, and doing stand up. The wor- the talk behind my back was, what a fucking life this guy leads. He's got the greatest job in the world. I mean, it's tough for Leanne, but like, he just showed up at this party off a plane from Vietnam, covered in fucking Vietnam regalia. Like, I literally would roll into a Christmas party one year from Vietnam off the plane, and everyone's like, "Where were we?" I was like, "I was just in Hanoi," and they were like, "What?" And it would that that positive talk. Yeah. Builds up your ego. Yeah. And then cut to the fat stuff starts. And by the way, <laughs> I didn't notice it because Tom's one that brought it up to me. I didn't know that it was going on on Instagram. I don't read comments on Instagram. But what was happening was my friends were commenting and then going to read their replies. And it was our fans going, Bert's fat. Bert's fat. And, and then f- friends of our school being like, hey, man, not cool. And but then I am fucking fat. So they're no. also, but no, but hold on, but hold on, but Bert. I'm the, also, hold on, I'm the fattest I've ever been in these pictures, <laughs> I am, I legit am, and so they're going like, fuck, like, Bert really is fat, and like, people coming up to me and giving me hugs and be like, hey, I don't think what people say about you is true, and I'm like, what are people saying about me, and I never realized how much the chatter of like, backroom circles goes on, good and bad, and so all of a sudden it shifted from this how exotic to like fuck <laughs> to he's got a weight a problem fuck. yeah and but and just no but i don't think people i think people are more talking about the phenomenon of this of this meme no i, I don't think it's the about our friends your actual our fatness friends, our fans i mean i've walked into fucking clubs and literally <laughs> owners are like how the fuck did this take off so hard and i'm like <laughs> i'm like i have no fucking idea by the way you know i was oblivious to it for the first month that it was happening <laughs> I was completely oblivious. I get like a thing of G- Gerard Depardieu, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, what? And like, because I just go, I don't, yeah, okay. And then I was like, and then all of a sudden, I didn't realize how big it got until Tom, until Doug Benson and I had like our falling out on Doug Loves Movies, and I called Tom to talk to Tom, and I go, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Call me immediately. 
and he thought I was calling about the bird is fat shit. Oh yeah. And he was like, dude, I am so sorry. And I was like, for what? And he was like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't think, expect this to happen. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I go, I need to talk to you about Doug Benson. And he was like, huh? I was like, Doug and I just had a big falling out on stage. It's on Doug Loves Movies. I'm like kind of freaking out. It might be my fault. Like, and he's like, hold on. Are you not on Twitter right now? And I was like, no. And he goes, okay, go on your Instagram, go on your Twitter, read those comments and call me back. And then I was like, motherfucker, when it rains, it pours. But just know that Tom, like, there's a moment during the beginning of this where he's like, oh my God, do you think Bert's upset? Because I remember that call. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't know, you know. Because I know that if Tom felt or I felt that it was really hurtful to you, we would no. stop it in a second. Like it would it was be never, over. It was and- never. Look, the, I, and, I'd be, and I'll be honest with you. I always thought it was fun between the three of us, uh, and even like the mock accounts were hilarious. The to watch it unravel, like the guy who so runs crazy. the Burt Chrysler <laughs> fake Twitter account is obese is obese <laughs> why do you but why do you think this one took i mean it's I have no first fucking, of all let's be honest you're really not the um, fattest right, comedian which is Bert, probably why it's Bert so Chrysler funny is the fattest working comedian in the world that is all anyone said <laughs> what's so funny is it's you know what it is it's because i it's because i disagreed with it it's like watching a crazy person go <laughs> i'm not that fat and then people go they it's fucking what and i'm it? and and it, but you're not okay. Let's be honest. Like in the grand scheme of fat, but I'm just fat can, enough where it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? It's though? like it's it's uh it's and it and Fultron said this, and I thought it was really fascinating. He said it to Tom. <laughs> he goes, he goes. The reason it took off is you gave everyone a formula within mm. which to write a joke to their two favorite comics, right. three favorite comics, and say, hey, well, I'm jumping in on this. Yeah, it kind of became like everyone could dogpile on on you guys. Just it's funny. Maybe it's because too, like that whole it's it's wrong to call people fat. It's called fat shaming, now, yeah. which is so fucking I think retarded. Like, how do you know that you're fat until people tell you? It's, it's, it's well, shame. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's shame is a well, good thing. Sometimes from the other side of the fucking fence, <laughs> it's you start really you start really saying to yourself things that you hear fat activists say. You're like, yeah, what. What concern is it to you that how much I weigh at all? Why do you care? I don't right. need to know your opinion. Like I really started empathizing with fat activists, and I had always been like they're fucking full of shit. Like they'd put out those calendars of like really obese women in in like what they deemed as sexy lingerie, yeah, and everyone would mock them, myself as well, until I got fat shamed. And I was like, how brave this bravery that I must take, because because here's the crazy thing. So like Amy Schumer during this whole thing. There's like a there's a day where Amy Schumer and Kesha both came out about fat shaming, and when you plugged in fat shaming into Twitter, my name was above theirs, and uh, and so I, ah, and then so Amy great. Schumer put, put a picture of her up in a bathing suit, which she's not fat at she's all. She's not fat, by but the way. She, she doesn't look like fucking Margot Robbie. Of course, but that's why Margot Robbie gets paid to look like Margot Robbie. A comedian doesn't have to. But in this thing, Amy Schumer puts up like, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I love what I look like or whatever. And she puts up a picture of the thing. And then I start reading the comments and they're like fucking like, fucking seriously? Like you're you're a fucking millionaire. Why don't you get a personal trainer? Like, (laughs) and you like read all the comments. And from my perspective, all I could see was 
it is really brave to put up a picture of yourself in a bathing suit when you don't look like a 10 because you know what's coming down the pipeline. Exactly. It's putting blood in the water, waiting for the sharks to show yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, you're, and, but, you're, but, chumming, I mean, you're chumming the water and then getting upset at people. It's like on Instagram when girls post pictures of themselves and uh, they've just worked out and it's the, <laughs> oopsie, my shirt, my abs are showing. Yeah. Oopsie, my side tit is showing. And then guys are like, whoa, nice tits, fat slut. And the girl's like, how dare you? Why do I have to Don't, be a slut? Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of my body. and I'm, It's like, well, if you post a picture of a Nobel Prize, you'll get a different response, you dumb dumb. Yeah. I mean, you're, a list, you're asking people to, you're, you're presenting yourself in a certain way. And of course, they're going to fucking call you names. Yeah, and it's so, so funny. I, I've always posted pictures of myself in Speedos. Yeah. And then I posted a picture of myself in a Speedo, not forgetting, forgetting. <laughs> and boy, was like, I looked at my comments and like, I know I'm, I average probably like 140 comments on Instagram. This had like 460 comments oh. and it was just, bad, and some bad. were like dudes unle- like un- emptying out their fucking refrigerator of hate. Like, <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> the worst one, the one that kills me the most is like, <clears throat> obviously, like sometimes to get traction on a tweet, I would serve it up to them. And I go like, Tom said something and I wrote back, hey, buddy, revenge is a dish best served cold. Oh, I think and, I remember that one. And these guys like, these guys like, oh, of course he's making a fucking food reference. You fat fuck. <laughs> and I was like, how dumb are you? You think I didn't know? That I set it up for you, you fucking idiots. Of course. But I think, too, it's, yeah, people want to fuck with somebody and it's an easy target. It's a fun target. And also, like, we're all friends. So I think people know at the end of the day it's not really Tom, it was, it's interesting because I think that, I really think that, you know, by the way, during this whole campaign, my podcast numbers grew exponentially. <laughs> my, I might, I, 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 I got like 15,000 new followers on Instagram. <laughs> And like fifteen thousand, wow! And, and my uh, Google Trends spike just kept climbing, so I was like, "Fuck so, it." Well worth your self esteem, dude. Fucking, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. You start, it's amazing. Uh, negative affirmations start building up. Yeah, like you really like. Yeah, if you read something about yourself enough, I don't read any. Don't read anything. Stop reading it. I stopped. I like the thing was I never read them before. Oh, don't like, don't read them now. Why would you read my fucking? Well, you know what it was. Georgia came in the living room one time. <laughs> this, is, by the way, all this is going on when I'm promoting the beginning of Birth Conqueror. So I'm doing a press <laughs> tour. The f- birth is fat comes in. Uh, all the mommies change my 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 <laughs> Wikipedia page. Oh, that's right, dude. Can I tell you? Beware. Recognizable. Mommy power is real. Like we did not encourage that. Let by me, the way, let me tell you, nobody be- told them to do that. They will just do that and and ruin your life. Yeah. The, the, uh, or enhance it, however. People you see would it. just be like, "Bert, start wearing your jeans high and tight." And I'm like, <laughs> like I wear khakis low, and they're, they're like, "Oh, wrong." And, and we like, have such rabid listeners. I don't know how that started. I don't know I, how they're so protective, and I don't know what what it is. But I, I mean, thank God for it. Like, what's interesting to me? Oh, you know, you know, we were at. We it's were, really I was at the, something. I was at the zoo, Facetiming with Tom about those shirts. Just enjoy, it's Isla's birthday party. All the kids are playing on the play structure. I'm FaceTiming with Tom. A woman walks by and goes, why are you so fat? <gasps> I'm FaceTiming with Tom. And I went, excuse me? I said, I look good. And she goes, no, I'm, I'm just big fans yeah, of nobody. Tina and Tommy's. And oh, I went, my God. I go, hold on. 
I go, say that again. And I show her the phone of Tom. She goes, oh, my God, Tom Segura. <laughs> and, I, and he goes, who is that? And I go, she just called me fat. He didn't realize what had happened because he didn't hear it. And I go, she just called me fat. <laughs> and I, at the zoo, I was just at the zoo. But it's, you know, one of the things is, it's like, <sighs> it's not, it doesn't, it never bothered me. It never, like, bothered me, bothered me. But I'm sure, I'm certain at some point it starts adding up and you start, and then it just builds. I bet it's like, it's like, uh. It's like it's like mesothelioma. <laughs> it's like you just you don't have you don't feel it right away. Right, and then but it, you just one day you get the cancer and you're yeah. like, oh fuck, I shouldn't now, have walked to the bottom of that boat. But I will say that you do look thinner. I'm the skinniest I've great. been in years. <laughs> but I also haven't been partying. That's the other thing. It's like I. But that's I, the thing, Bert. Is that Tom and I? We were ta- discussing your your fatness, and we were saying that if Bert stopped drinking, oh. I bet you. The way because it's just it's just alcohol. You're not you're not fat like a fat person. It's just booze. It's just bloat. It's bloat. I was in Montreal, then in Calgary, like back to back. Yeah, and or or vice versa. It might have been vice versa. Regardless, whichever one I did last, I came home off the plane. My ankles were swollen. I got on the on the on the scale and I was two fifty (laughs) five, and I was like. Fuck. And I was like, I and and I was like, I need to change my lifestyle. I get up, I have a juice, I and then and then I think I this is the day we move, the day all this starts happening. And today I'm two thirty five. Whoa, it's, but it's, that's been, great. It's only been since Montreal like three weeks. That's great. So that's been that's booze. Now it's mostly booze, and I just and why I'm not? It's I'm not eating carbs. Like I'm not. I'm oh, not that's great. Killing carbs. I'm. I'll have carbs every now and then, but like not like. Leanne's trying to cut sugars out of her life. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's hard. So now, do you still shower in your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said this on your mom's house that it actually became part of a would you rather that we did at a live show. You inspired me because I remember that you, you shower in your backyard with a hose, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I feel so alive. I <laughs> why, why did you start doing that? Um, Why not just use because, the shower inside? Because we had we on our honeymoon we went to a place called Little Palm Island and they had outdoor showers uh-huh. and I loved it. I loved the idea that you were outside and naked. <laughs> like I loved it. It was, just seemed so like free. And I said to Leanne, I go, I'm going to start doing this all the time. Yeah. So she bought me when we went back. We moved in, moved moved into an apartment. Then we moved to the top floor. Remember that top story, the two story one we had our old apartment. Oh my god! Of course, yeah. yeah. And Many years you she guys She bought me there. an outdoor shower for there that she hooked <laughs> to the shower head. She had it wired to the shower from inside. So you'd turn it on inside, you can get the water perfect, and then crank it outside, and you'd be showering looking at the Hollywood Hills. Can we can we talk about for a minute how amazing Leanne is and how amazingly lucky you are to have a wife that okay. loves you so much that she bought you an outdoor shower? You wanna know you wanna know some real gossip? <laughs> so so she has barreled through this renovation like oh i know like, she's happy as shit right now it's been 30 days and she's happy just literally shitting and grin she loves it <laughs> she loves the fact that we have a, a bunch of money to to spend to do it that it, it really is not fucking with our finances at all it was the best decision we've ever made i don't we don't have to change anything about our lifestyle i don't need to book anything different that for her relaxer we're going to add a ton of footage to the house that we're going to redefine the house too. 
and she just loves it. She loves like cooking on a hot plate. She's got a Coleman stove out front, grilling yep. steaks. We're out front. She's got the dog. She put a little that's, fence. That's the country girl. In when her, I start getting sure. sad or fucking, she's come on. She's right now. She's reading this book to me out loud because I won't read it. So <laughs> she just starts reading it. I'm in the house. She'll start reading it. It's called You're a Badass. She just starts reading it. And so I'm going through this shit. I'm not I, like. It's just some, it, I, you know, this is what is really sad. It's just what everyone else does in regular life. But like, we go in, we have dinner. I come in, we watch a little TV. I'm not like saying a bunch. I'm kind of like hanging out. I'm not acting sad. I'm just acting regular. And then it's like nine o'clock. I'm like, it's time to go to bed. And we get in bed, and me and her go to sleep. And then I wake up. I don't lay in bed forever. But I don't wake up at five like she does. But like, I don't lay in bed forever. And then I kind of get up, I have some coffee, I do like a workout. I kind of like, it's just kind of like very, nothing, no razzle dazzle to me. No fire on the end of the stick. It's just like, it's 8.30, you want to go to bed? And she's like, it's a little early. And I was like, eh. So you're, I think this construction is bumming you out. It sounds like that's part of it. Well, we, there was a period where I couldn't get to the backyard. So like I couldn't, I couldn't do podcasts. I couldn't get back here. The Wi-Fi was cut off. It's still cut off back here. Bert, what but what would happen? here's the shitty part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the really shitty part. That she just said out loud. So Saturday was her birthday. She's like, Oh my God, I, f- I saw like, it and I forgot it. She goes, Don't worry, don't worry. You, no one's going to notice you forgetting the way me, Georgia, and Isla completely dropped the ball. We're like, What do you want for your birthday? She's like, I don't want anything. I want to make sure we spend all this money on this house. I want, I'm just, don't worry, don't give me anything. I want to, I want. I want a good day. I want to sit and watch movies with you guys. We have, we have season tickets to the Rams. She goes, I want to go to the Rams game. I want to go to a good lunch. And that's it. Well, none of us bought her cards. No one <gasps> bought her flowers. Oh, my George God. George and Isla didn't make cards. So she didn't get any cards. We got her donuts. She wanted donuts in the morning. We got her donuts. And then every, like it was like they were going to tear off the bathroom. So she had to go clean the bathroom. Oh, my so God. She, on her birthday? On her birthday, she cleans the bathroom. No. Empties out the fucking room. Burnt. I take the girls to softball. We come back. George and I, and I realize we don't have Rams shit for the Rams game. So instead of letting her pick where she goes to lunch, we go to Universal Studios where she does not want to go to get Rams gear. We're running late. She's tired. We go to the Rams game. She's beat. She gets nothing for her birthday that she wants. And fucking five minutes before you walked in, she says out loud to me, Georgia, and Isla, I got shafted for my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, what? She goes, I didn't get a fucking card. Oh I didn't God. get a flower. I didn't get anything. And Georgia goes, I gave you a kiss. And Georgia and Leah goes, great. For your birthday this year, you get a kiss. And Georgia <laughs> goes, oh, I better get more than a kiss. And Leah goes, that's how I felt. So as you, literally as you're walking out, Isla was like, we got to do a redo for her birthday yes. on Saturday. I was like, 100%. What's so, the redo? So what are you going to do to make it up to uh, her? We're going to go big. Yeah. And you we're going to surprise her and make the whole day about her. But it was just one of those days that, you know, with the renovation, it got out of her hands. They literally walked in. And they're like, we're tearing out your bathroom now. And she's like, whoa. And so her day kind of changed. And then we got done and we were coming home from softball. And I was like, I don't have anything that says Rams on it. And she's like, can we get something there? I go, no, it's a Coliseum. It's like fucking swap meet. They don't have any fucking stores. It's all tents. Yeah, it's and scary. So, and so her, she got shafted for her birthday. So in all this time, she's been cool as shit, reading motivational books to me out loud because she knows I won't read them. She got fucking ripped off for her birthday. And so we got to do a redo on <laughs> oh Saturday. Oh, my God. That is so crazy, Bert. Oh, uh, it's been. She's such a saint. You know that. Like, oh. How does she put up with this shit? I don't. 
can you imagine? Like I make, I tell a joke on stage about it, but like, I, I do. You know, you know what I looked like when she, I first met her. I was like 186 pounds. <laughs> I was, I was 200 pounds when I first met you and Tom. Really? Yeah, 200 pounds, 205 pounds at my skinniest in my adult age. I, I was 220, 215. <laughs> I'm. I, I rolled in at 255 throwing temper tantrums. Right. But I I can't tell boys' weight. Like, I I don't know what boys weigh. I just think. Tom's been the exact same size as long as I fucking know him. Yeah. He has not changed size at all. That's true. Yeah, that's true. If you look at the video of me shaving his tits, he (laughs) looks identical. That was the best. That was so much fun. That's one of the funniest. That's one of my favorite trips we've ever done. Yeah. We have to do a fucking. Well, now we got a baby. Can't do that for a minute. You guys have another one? I don't know. Maybe. I froze an embryo or two. What do you mean? I froze. I had my eggs taken out and we had them fertilized and frozen. So I've got some babies in the freezer if I want to do it. Oh my God. Can we have one? <laughs> Would that be weird if we took one of your embryos? And, you, know, and, you want one of our kids? Wait, it's Tom's sperm. Yeah, of course. So you, because he, I'm because I'm old, I'm forty now, and so your egg quality declines, declines, declines. So uh, I figure I should just like you know put some babies on ice if I want to do it like in a year or two. That's not a bad idea. But we'll decide then. I don't know. You want to have our kid? So you, I don't you know. Babies in a freezer right now? Yeah, embryos. You know, isn't like, that wild? And here's the crazy thing: we've. We made like five or six of them. All of them were boys. Oh, isn't that crazy? Oh, I want to do. Oh, does Leanne, Leanne's <laughs> fucking how eggs, old is how Leanne's old is eggs have their mouth open like <laughs> <laughs> their eyebrows are really far apart? <laughs> Why don't I want to reach for that? Yeah. Well, how old is she Barbans? now? Forty-four or something. She's forty-six. What, dude? Dude, I met her. I'm going to meet you guys like 10 years ago. Easily. Yeah. That's so crazy. We were, I think we had just had Isla. Yeah. No, okay. they were, they were having naked time. I was just telling them that, that they were, they're babies, like toddlers. Yeah. One of them, was, Isla was a toddler and Georgia was like a child. It's so funny who they know and who they don't know. Like, um, like they know Joey Diaz. They know you and Tom. They know Amy Schumer <laughs> and they know Whitney Houston. <laughs> Those are the only people they go like Whitney Houston. Like when they pop up on TV, they're like, "Is that the person?" <laughs> like they saw Amy Schumer the other day, and they were like, "Is that the person that killed our hamster?" And I was like, "Yeah." Oh, that's so I was funny. Like, how do you fucking remember that fate? Like, out of all the blonde people, like, how do you guys pull that one out? That one. And uh, and you walked up, and Georgia saw you outside. She goes, "Push is here." Uh huh. And I was like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah." In my head, I was like. How do you know it's put? Like, how do you know it's push? I, I guess because we've been seeing them for. I've been seeing them for so long. Yeah. Wait. So, who would you have married? Do you think if Leanne hadn't taken mercy on you and fucking idiot, like just like a dumb? I could see you with like a dumb, dumb Southern girl, uh, like a total dumb, dumb, like a, a bleachy blondie. I would have picked someone who puts up posts on Facebook that says, "When the woman is." Yelling, she cares. When the woman is silent, she no longer cares. I hate that shit. That's an exact post from one of my ex-girlfriends. Really? I was like, I was like, I would have married an idiot. I always dated idiots. Liam was an upgrade for me. Um, That's true. Tom did too before me. Ding dongs. Like total ding dongs. Yeah. Tom scored with you. Now, let me tell you something. I'll be dead honest with you. You have no idea how lucky you are to be married to that human being. Because to Tom, not sexually, not sexually. He's the best, not but like, sexually. But like, no, the he's way the he, best. I remember him. I remember being in a car ride with him from 
Sacramento to Tampa or to uh, Los Angeles, and he was like, "Hey, what's your IRA four hundred one seven look like?" And I was like, "He was probably like twenty eight years old." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" He was like, "You need a SEPTA. You need a spider." And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you talking spider. about?" And he's like, "Well, I mean, how much money are you bringing in, and then uh, versus you know this?" And I was like, "Whatever." And then to hear the way he like like. Yeah. He texted me the other day and he was like, I need a 401k from you or, or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> a 1099. Yeah, whatever. 1099, yeah. Whatever. And I was like, I, you're going to have to talk to my financial planner. I have no <laughs> fucking idea what that is. And then, but like, he's really good with, I remember when I you guys lived in Koreatown. Oh my God. We are so poor. That's when the first time I met you, I think when you pulled up to You guys to said pick something the other day on your podcast and you were like, it was really interesting because you guys said, um, why do we live like this? Like, we don't need to live like this. And you're like, I think we were poor for so fucking long. That I forget what it was. Oh, I, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, we don't... Oh, we didn't buy... Um, there was something we weren't. We didn't buy in the house that we needed forever. And you're like, why would like, we live like this? It was like, it was like a phone charger. Like, you can yeah, buy two of charger. these. And you're it like, phone charger. Right, like, we can buy more of these. Why do we just have why one? We have one. And, you, and then Tom was like, you know, they're actually kind of expensive. It was like $21 for it. And you were like... You, you were like, we were poor for so long. We're just used to living poor. Yeah. It's so funny. Well, yeah. But it's funny to watch how you guys are living right now because that's, I was saying, like, the space that you guys are in, that's probably bigger than the apartment Tom and I lived in when we first got married. I oh, mean, yeah. I think we lived in spaces much smaller than this for many, many years. I remember driving to pick up Tom to go do de- spots in Brea. Yeah. This is how different the business was back then. You just couldn't get spots in Hollywood because right. you couldn't, no one worked at the store. No one worked at the store. Well, because Tom, yeah, they kept it so locked down. There was like ten people that could get spots there. And the improv was Sarah Silverman, Zach Galifianakis, right. Daniel right. Tosh, and so me and Tom would drive <laughs> to Brea every Tuesday night. I remember and this do time. fucking spots. And I remember picking them up in Koreatown and just being like, so worse, and just gangbangers walking by. <laughs> we were so poor. We were, so, and we got married that year. And we, I mean, we had must have had two hundred dollars yeah. in our bank account. And like, but I'll tell you what, though, we were always happy. We've always been happy. We were fat. That's the year we got real fat because we got Leanne's pecan pie recipe from her gra- <laughs> their grandma. She wrote it down on a card and we had it up. And neither of us knew that calorically it's probably the highest thing you can have. And Tom learned how to bake them. We were making a pecan pie every three days and just eating them. Oh. And we both gained so much weight. Oh, oh my God. So fucking great. Yeah. But I love was, that, so was, great. that was like such a different... Oh I remember going, do you remember, um, we can talk freely about this because I don't think she's in his life anymore. Huh. Do you remember how stupid Russell Peters' girlfriend was? <laughs> was her name Dimberly? <laughs> oh, that was the best. I don't think I've that ever. was the best. See, okay, for oh. anyone listening, oh. what you don't know is Russell Peters has the best um, straight man reactions. He's one of the, in my my opinion, he does the best like off camera like two camera take but you're the camera so like if so like i remember distinctly we go to do a tour of of uh pearl harbor pearl harbor (laughs) do you remember this yes of course it's you me leanne tom russell and the girlfriend clayton that's right and And it was emma there yeah Yeah, Emma's there and uh we get in and kimberly's (laughs) dimberly's coming on coming in late gets on the boat and goes (laughs) So wait, do we go underwater in this thing? It's a fucking boat. It's a boat. It's the normal boat. Russell was 
kicked back with his feet up on the thing, hands folded on his thing. And as soon as he said that, he just looked at me and Tom and went, <laughs> and, and we just were like, no, this is all above water. Right, Captain? And he goes, yeah, this is a boat. It'll just be on top of the water. It won't go under. And she goes, so how will we see everything? And he's like, mm, you can look down into the water. You can pretty much see them in the water, but it's just a tour of Pearl Harbor. Like, you'll see. Oh, That was the best. Do you know what memory I have of you? It's so, you know how like certain things stick in, in your mind for just years? Yeah. Like silly jokes that people make. There was one where you're like, it's so dumb. We were on the bus and you're like the road to Hana and then you go Hana, Hana, Montana. It was so <laughs> stupid. But for years, like I just chuckled at that like a month ago. I was like, oh, Hana, Hana, Montana. The- well, it's, so it's little things like I, I said this on stage the other so day. Stupid. I said a line that was like an tell line, like like I just said it. I forget what it was, but I, like hana, hana. a joke came out, and then I went boogly, boogly, and, and I went, I went. That's not. By the way, that's not me. That's David Tell. Yeah. But I go. It's so crazy how like a comic will infiltrate your relationship, or like yeah. a line will inf- like you and Tom's line was time to go make brown, <laughs> and. F- you would just be like, I gotta go, make, gotta brown. go make brown. And I remember Leanne going, What's that? <laughs> and you're like, That's how we say it. we gotta take a shit. And then Leanne came down one day and you're like, Where were you guys? Leanne goes, We were making white. And we said making white forever, but there's no way we could say making white without thinking of you two saying making brown. <laughs> now, do you guys make brown in front of each other? You and Leanne? Oh, hardcore. Really? Oh. Now, has it always been that way? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Leanne Green lit that. When we were living in the upstairs apartment, she yeah. just came in one time and just started taking a shit, and I was taking a shower, <laughs> and I was like, I remember being in the shower going, I can't get clean. I just smelled shit. Of I'm course. Like, it's like all I'm washing, over you Like now. I'm trying to wash a cow. Yeah, yeah. And then she, and I looked, and she was on the toilet reading the magazine. She's like, I had tummy problems. <laughs> Leanne's very regular. She just shits, like, yeah. immediately. Of course. Uh, are you? I think I have some stomach problems. Well, yeah, I'd say the alcohol and bad diet and travel probably. But now that you're not drinking, do you shit regularly or is it, is it messing you up? It's, no, I'm all over the map right now. Yeah. I'm not even remotely close to shitting normally. Really? Yeah, like, I like yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm going through some hot sauce <laughs> issues. Like, I'm putting hot, like the hottest <laughs> thing on anything. You know, uh, yeah, the, I go through those phases. I'm in a salsa verde phase right now and I'm putting that on everything and that makes me shit very hard. Um, it's spicy. I did this show called Hot Wings. Hot ones. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've seen it on I think uh, I'm a, YouTube. I'm a, I, I, they want Tom to do it. It's really funny. He would love that. You guys should do it together. That would be funny. That's okay. That would be really funny. You know what show gives me anxiety is the 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 Doug Benson show where you get high. Getting Doug with high. <sighs> like I don't even like getting high. I get high alone. I don't anymore. Obviously, yeah. I have a baby, but that's terrifying to me to talk in front of people high. Oh, that's the only kind of high I like. What? Yeah. What do you mean? I like performance high. Fuck you, really? I like being in front of people, being around oh, no. people high. No. I don't like I don't like being high in my man cave. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Back to our depression thing. Yeah. Is it that you're always high on whatever it is you're doing career-wise and yeah. then when that's not there for a minute, ugh, what do I do? Who am I? What's my thing? What do, I like think, have you ever taken time off like real time down? No. 7 years I've been going straight for Travel Channel. Have you considered taking time down maybe that'll like what'll that do to you? Like, I don't know I'm doing it right now. It's, I'm, and you're doing, doing a podcast and you're Well, I'm doing podcasting I don't consider work really. No, nah, it's super um, chill, right? Well, I like to do it. I like I like I like this conversation. I would yeah. I would want to do this 
Like, I was kind of bummed when we went to dinner at your house that we kind of separated off and you and Leanne hung out and Tom and I hung out. I, I was hate like, that, too. I was, like, I was like, I didn't, not that I don't want to hang out with Tom, but I was like, I, I want to hang out with Push, too. But, and then, but then what happens yeah. is sometimes in those moments, I think Leanne will never say this, but me, you, and Tom talk about one thing. I know. And Leanne annoying. sits on the side going like, can you guys talk about something else? It's annoying because we all talk about show business and that's the most fucking boring topic in the world. We gossip about fucking comics. Yeah, she will And Leanne that. will just sit there and go, Wait, now which one's that? Now, can we have a night where we just make it about Leanne then? No. What the fuck do that? <laughs> fucking exhausting. No, she's not exhausting at all. She's the least exhausting human on the planet. <laughs> she's, the, she's the sweetest. She, uh, yeah, she would love that. Yeah, I don't know how we'd do that, though. We do that by not talking about showbiz. Uh, the why? Why? <laughs> Let's just send her something to the spa, and then we'll all, all three hang out. <laughs> That's terrible. What the fuck? It's so much fun to gossip. It's terrible. One of the things I'm trying to do right now is not talk behind people's backs, because I think I've been caught a couple times. Because I don't yeah. even realize I do it. But here's the thing with you is that you're so likable that even if you did get caught, people like you don't say mean things though. No, but you're I not say mean. things. I don't say things like hurtful means, and I don't, I don't ever say like that person's not funny. But I do say things I think affect people, and I'm such a nice guy that when they hear me say that, they go, "I thought we were fucking friends." And I'm like, "No, uh, I'm still your friend. I'm just saying this like I don't know." Yeah, I think what it is, maybe you're just not mindful, and then and then I'm not mindful, not at all. And then, but then you just be like. But then I've realized with you, you just go like, oh, that's Bert. And then, but you're not malicious. Like, I think one time you said something, can I tell you a secret? And I was like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was like, I'm a bad person to tell a secret to. Because you're I, the worst, yeah. Like, I, like, uh, like this is a bad example. But say, say like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Say like, uh, I'm trying to think of someone I like really respect that I would have a hard time having a conversation with. Um, say Patton Oswald. Yeah. Was like uh was like Hey, uh not this would never happen, but I'm trying to think. But like Pat Oswald said, Hey man, I'm over at this bar by your house. Do you want to come have a drink? I'd be like, Fuck yeah, and I'd go over and I'd be like, What's up, man? He's like, Nothing, just thought I'd give you a call and then just for after a second he'd say something, and then I just didn't say anything. I'd just be like, <laughs> So uh do you want to hear some gossip I heard? And I'll just tell you everything I've ever heard about anyone. And then you can just, maybe you'll like me because this is all stuff you haven't heard. And he'll be like, I don't know why you're telling me all this. I don't know, man. I don't like silence. Like, I'm fucking bad. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. You're bad at silence. I'm really bad at silence. Wait, you're bad, you're bad at silence in the sense of hanging out with yourself? Like, do you, are you ever alone? I think that's something you've never really... No, I don't like being alone. No, like, because you do this thing that Tom and I don't do, is when you're on the road, you'll make friends with, like, everybody, and yeah. you'll hang uh-huh. out with anybody. He, I remember I remember him telling... I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm in Dayton. And he was like, oh, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting ready to go out with the staff. He's like, oh, well, you do that a lot? I said, every single night. He's like, well, hold on. You go out with the staff every single night? I go, yeah, every single fucking night. I was like, he's like, wait, you, you drink every night? I go, every single fucking night. <laughs> and he was like, I go, what do you do? And he goes, I go back to my room. <laughs> and I went, by yourself? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I used to do the same thing. I fucking, I don't think, I think I have intimacy problems with that I need people, like, I need this, like, surrogate family when I'm on the road. I think you have a problem with Bert alone time. I mean, one of the things that, <laughs> by the way, I'm not talking shit about Nikki Glazer right now, but it's going to sound like it. But one of the things that drove me nuts about Nikki, and Nikki knows this. By the way, I'm not talking about shit about Nikki Glazer. Nikki knows this. <laughs> okay. We worked together like in Orlando, okay. and I think she was trying not to drink. 
And she was like, I think I'm just going to go back to my room and go to sleep. And I was like, no. Don't you understand how the road works? We need each other to survive. And in my head, I was like, I was just shy of being like, I promise I won't try to fuck you. Just don't leave me alone. Like, and she was like, I'm trying to get be healthy. Like, and I was like, and I, since then, I think Nikki doesn't drink at all. But I was just like, the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you're just leaving me here at the bar by myself? I was like, you can't do this. And yeah, she but, was like, but, but, you don't, but you're not alone. It is healthy when you're on the road. You should not be alone because I yeah. isolate and I get weird and I get dark and it's not good for me. My shrink says I should reach out to people, but I don't. But what about like in life? Can you meditate? Have you ever tried it? <laughs> this is so funny you say that. Leanne goes, uh, now that you got some time off this yeah. next two weeks, three weeks, whatever, you should meditate. Yeah, you should get a, come with me. I went right before I came here to this great place on Wilshire. Half hour, half hour of your day. Come. I got to learn how to do it. You don't. There's nothing to learn. Come with me. It's a half hour and you sit there and this person walks you through whatever it is. It's the fucking best, dude. I'm telling you, it'll keep you sane. I did a meditation with a Buddhist monk in yeah. Japan. Oh, that's cool. I'd love to do that. I want to go to an ashram. And literally he was like. He could see me fucking around. Like, he was like, Bert. And I was like, I know, I'm trying. I actually have the audio of that. I should post. Maybe I did post that as a podcast. I might have. Um, when you meditated, what happened? Did I meditated your- with a... Um, it was really cool. We were in this, like... I don't... My memory is really shitty. Like, we went... We were in, like, the... This really cool temple. Buddhist temple. And we went in, and he did a guided meditation. And then... I like had a really hard time sitting crisscross applesauce. <laughs> like I've always had a hard time. Like you don't have to sit that way. Well, I did in this one, and I was wearing jeans, so my knees were tight in oh, them, and I was Jesus. like, "We're uncomfortable." I got a flight leading up to this. I was like, "I wonder if we're gonna have time to drink on the way there." <laughs> it's starting to rain. Are we gonna miss the flight? And he was like, "Hey, let's just clear out what's in your brain." And then I was like, "Sometimes people r- drive the wrong way up my street." <laughs> And he, and I did. I do every time I come here. Everyone does. Everyone. Now, by what? the way, you can totally figure out exactly where I live. <laughs> Why is it a fucking one? It's not a one way. Why does it not let uh, you there's in? There's a movie producer who didn't like the fact that way, like that ways would send people or whatever street app would send people as a shortcut up our street. Whatever. So we just turned it into a one way. But so everyone dumb. fucking breaks the rules. I do it. I just did yeah. it. And the, and the Buddhist monk told me yes. in that guided meditation or after it, he was like, I said to him, I was like. He's like, what were you thinking about? I go, I really bothers me. People drive up my street. He's like, you're in Japan right now. Like, how the fuck? Why are you thinking of this? And I was like, I don't know. It just bothers me. And he goes, can you change it? And I said, no, it just fucking aggravates me. And he goes, and why would you let them in your front yard? And I went, what do you mean? He goes, you're letting that energy creep up into your front yard and get to you. He's like, don't ever allow that. Let it be. And so now people do it. And I just wave like, hey, (laughs) which is even more passive aggressive. I'm going to get fucking shot one day. (laughs) But that's a great metaphor for everything, right? Instead of letting everything rattle your cage to kind of let it bounce. I never gotten to talk to you in this podcast. You've just interviewed me. (laughs) Is this your fucking That's because this is your podcast and people want to... I, I think people want to know. I've always wanted to know I, I, more about your childhood because I, I think there's some dark shit that's being no, obviously I covered I was molested. up. No, I'm not saying like molested, but I think the story of you getting your teeth knocked out and your dad being fucking totally insensitive that's a that's a big story. That's crazy, and I'm sure it's not even an isolated st- incident. Even still, sometimes I'll go like, "I love you" on the phone, and I'll be like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. 
right? Whoa. Like, I don't know. Like, like, I go, like, are you in front of people? Like, you, are you afraid he's going to... Yep. Gonna... Now, were you ever afraid of becoming your dad when you had children? Yeah. And yeah. I'm so my dad. Oh, no. Really? I am entirely my dad. Oh, like, no. Like, I do things my dad did. Like, I lie. My dad used to lie so fucking intensely. About uh, what? Just about he would just fuck with you. Like, he would just tell you a lie and then you'd be like and you believe it for years and then one day you'd be like hey that little boy that was killed by that pack of dogs <laughs> like in temple terrace <laughs> did that was that really because his, he didn't listen to his dad or and he'd be like oh buddy i made that shit up <laughs> and i'd be like that affected me like that really yeah. fucked with my head you can't like, lie to kids like that i said to i was we were at the rams game and i said to georgia i said something like they're like, what are they doing now? I go, oh, they're about to release a cougar on the field. George is like, what? And I was like, and this guy next to me was like, hey, man, you, you can't. Like, he didn't know it was my kid. He thought that because we have two rows, like the kids sit in front. What's the matter? Just remembering where I put my purse. Sorry. Oh. I get like um, panicked. This guy mom caught or... me lying to George and he was like, looked at me like, you can't lie to a kid. And I was like, oh, my dad did, did that to me my entire childhood. <laughs> like, just totally believed whatever he fucking said. <laughs> That's so interesting. Um, what was childbirth like? Was Tom in the room? Oh, yeah. You know what, man? I, I had a C-section scheduled because like, they, they're like, you're not going to have a natural delivery. There's no signs of you ever. Like I, I had gotten up to the final hour and they're like, you're not. We're going to have to C-section you. And then the day of my C-section, I went into labor and it was so easy. I just took a bunch of drugs. Wait, you mean you, so you got a natural childbirth? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd, I'd scheduled, and then I went into labor, and no one thought I could, I guess. Really? And then I just took a bunch of drugs, dude. It was great. I was so fucked up, and, like, I wanted a 1950s birth. I was like, just knock me out, dude. Wake me up with the baby. Like, I don't know that why. That was what they did back then, is they just. That was great. Fucking, like, literally, it was called an amnesiac. Great. I don't know why they don't do it now. I asked for it, and my doctor laughed at me. She's like, what? Why? I'm like, because that's the best way to do it. Why would you want to be awake and coherent so and feeling it? What's Terrible. the other side of Tom, then, that we don't know? Because <laughs> I just see him just giggling like, <laughs> that, you know, that little snidely Dudley Whit. <laughs> no, but you know how intense it is. You, you saw Leanne give birth. Like, you know how Twice. intense that is. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind. I didn't feel much. I mean, towards the end, you feel it. And then I had an episiotomy, so they had to cut my taint, which was terrible. Uh, that part sucked, actually. How soon any. after birth yeah. to the first time you guys had sex? Uh, I think once we got greenlit, around eight or nine weeks. Oh, yeah? Maybe ten weeks, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were right on the buzzer. Yeah, that's what Leah was saying. She's I was like, like waiting. You were knock, knock, knock. I was knocking on the door, <laughs> naked with a heart on and a flower. Hey. Can we start now? Get it in. But I had an episiotomy, so it was like it's still yeah, healing. It it's not normal. It's yeah. not right yet. It's not. I don't, it's, it's not right. It, it, it. They didn't do it right. Well, because they stitch you up, but like the muscle and everything has to heal, and it's not perfect. No, it's there's still, still weird. times where she'll be like, "That feels weird." Yeah, and I'm like, "What?" It's like I don't know. Something's because your nerve endings were sewn up, so they kind of. I guess they get hurt and damaged along the way. It's so traumatic, dude. It's it's. Way traumatic to your body to be pregnant and have a baby. It's have you written any jokes crazy. about having a baby? Tons, yeah. Like I have twenty new minutes on being a mom and really, yeah. And I, and I think it's, uh, I think there's a lot of cult of motherhood. Like you're just supposed to love everything and be great at it because I'm a woman. And but I had to learn it 
I learned, I had to learn how to be a mom just like everybody else. And, um, I don't know. There's, there's days when I fucking don't love it. And I know that's really taboo to be like, (laughs) not every moment is mad. I'm loving it. I'm a masochist. Like I, I struggle with it. It's there's hard days. I mean, you know, being a parent, it's not, and you're, and you're for all intents and purposes, you're, uh, I don't even know if I said that right. All intents and purposes. I don't fucking know. You're a single mom. A lot of Sometimes, time. yeah, because he's gone. Luckily, only like Thursday through Sunday morning he'll come back. Yeah, but yeah, that sucks. Like, man, me and him have a very different experience with having children because I had children when I was flat broke, Ugh. and so I had to be gone. Oh, that would every me chance out. I had. Oh my god, to go, I had to go. And he was, and he's. I've been saying to him like sometimes I'm like, "Where are you this week?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm home." I was yeah. like, "What?" Like, I was gone every fucking weekend. But Tom, like, we had a discussion about it before we had kids. I was like, bro, I cannot do this all alone. Like, you got to get it to where you tell your agent you're only gone, you know, X amount of time. Because I can't do this. I I won't do this alone. I won't. And so that's why his schedule is way more uh, manageable. I would have never let Leanne go do spots at the store. (laughs) What do you let her? We have a babysitter a kid's asleep already yeah but you but i see you at the store by yourself sometimes well yeah and so tom's with the kid i'd be like uh no tom it's usually tom's out and i just hire i have a babysitter come really well the kid's out already so it's like just have someone sit there so you guys were at the store this last weekend together that was fun that's the first time we've ever done the store together really yeah like we never get booked on the same night or whatever you just got passed yeah congratulations Thank you. Fucking a, finally, huh? It was a very, uh, it was a, I was, it was a night I drank. <laughs> I definitely, cause I was like, I was like, I want to feel this. You gotta celebrate. <laughs> I was like, it was really, you know, I gotta be honest with you. You know, I listened to Ari's podcast about, um, about becoming a paid regular at the store. Did you ever see that podcast he did? No. It was right before his, he was taping his hour and he did this really heartfelt podcast about, <clears throat> about his path to getting past at the store. And it was a very arduous path that was like littered by, littered with ego destructive people that just, and, and really great people like Duncan and Joe and all these people that helped him. But it was this, it's a really great story. I don't know what podcast it's on of his, but if anyone wants to listen to it, it will make you cry because he starts sobbing in it. Really? It, he I starts, didn't know Ari ever has feelings. That's so funny. Well, about getting spots, yeah. <laughs> That's about as far as his depth goes. Pat, the store is where Ari's depth goes. Yeah, it's, it's not. But but Ari and his buddies. I remember when I was doing like the belly room spots when yeah. I was an open micer. Like those boys were hanging out there for forever like in the parking lot there weren't they door guys and parking lot guys and I don't remember. I, I don't remember oh. any part of that because I was never there. Right. I was just always at the improv or on the road. Yeah. And I just, and the store was a place that Tommy didn't like me, so I just didn't go. And he wanted me to park cars. And I was like, I have a fucking TV show. You're out of your fucking mind. If you think I'm parking cars with a TV show, who the fuck? So weird. And so I, uh, I just never went there. And then, and then, uh, and then showed interest when Tommy left, showed interest that I wanted to start working there. And, and, and Adam was like, you know, very cool, but he was like, listen, man, I have a big mess to clean up. Like, he's like, don't think I don't love you, but I'm like, 
I'm, I, I, by the way, I don't know if he said this or not, but I think he was. The point he made was, I just passed David Spade. So like, right. like, give me a sec. Right. And then he ran into him in uh, Montreal. Just not. I never. I would never the guy that was bugging him. But I'd, I, you know, it's something. It was a big fish for me. And I and I was really bummed out. I'd never have Ari's story. Like that's right. in my head. I was like, I'll never have Ari's story about the store. But my story's totally different. Is like to be forty three, to have wanted something more than television shows, just to be past there, to be able to work there and be able to call it another home. And then it was like so cool. Like I got to be honest with you, and this sounds real. But like I was in the back of the room. Everyone knew that it was my first hmm. called in. Everyone knew. Like everyone was coming up to me, like have a great set, fucking like oh. all the like all the door guys took a moment to like congratulate me as I walked in, or pulled me or pull over to me in the back of the room and be like, Bert, fucking murder it, have a great fucking set, and then to get done and like have everyone congratulate me and then have a drink with me. it was like the fucking where where was your first spot? Which room? Uh, the OR. Oh. Can I tell you something? The OR is the hardest room in the country. No fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know my theory on why? Why? Because of the lighting. Here's why. It's bright. Yeah. And you can't really see the audience. You can kind of hear them, but you've got, first of all, A, a wide demographic. You've got your tourists. You've got people from other countries. Yeah. You've got... LA locals so that the, it's all over the map it's like a Vegas room and then second the lighting is so bright that you don't see faces and so it's you against blackness in other words it's you against your own mind it's you versus your ego and so you'll put in you'll fill in the darkness with whatever mm. darkness you got going on Good so if God. you're not in a you got to like transcend the darkness of that of that room literally oh. to to kill and do really well and i'm in I the think, back and i'm and it's it's the lineup is uh argus hamilton Kirk Fox, I love Margaret, Kirk. no, Margaret Cho, Kirk Fox, and me. She's been doing, I followed she, Margaret Cho like last weekend. I was like, oh my God, it's Margaret Cho. I, I know. Her. I fucking love Margaret. And by the way, I pulled she's her aside. So like she's so cool. Yeah. And I sit down next to her and I go, I've never worked in this room before. I'm kind of freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and she looked at me. She's like, Big, you're a fucking yeah. grown man. Like yeah. fucking pull it together, asshole. She yeah. didn't say that to <laughs> yeah, me, but yeah. she was like, you're going to have fun. Don't worry about it. So I go up. All right. Marg goes up. Kirk goes up. And then Tosh shows up. So oh, I get bumped for Tosh. Fuck. I was like, well, totally understand it. Yeah. By the way, t- but when, when I say this, I mean 100%. Totally understand it. I've never had a problem with getting bumped. Yeah. Then I get bumped by Judd Apatow. And I'm uh, like, motherfucker. Like, I don't give a fuck about getting bumped. But it's the two of the bigger fucking yeah. names in the comedy. I'm like, how the fuck am Like, I know I'm a good comic, <laughs> but what the fuck, man? And so literally, and then in my head, I was like, I was like, do what, do the norm. Go up, do your time, work on some new stuff, work on, you know, you're doing And then I was like, no, 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 no. Do what you do. I don't, I've never performed with a shirt on in five fucking years. Don't fucking wear a shirt. I don't fucking want to wear a shirt. Don't wear, don't be yourself. Be yourself. If anything, be yourself. So I take my shirt off and I just fucking had a great fucking time. And then I got off and I was like, okay, now. And and I was like, and I was like, it's over. But then the next day I I had a hard time finding the shine. (laughs) You know what? And I was like, I was like. But I guess that's what... You were depressed, you mean? Because you had your high. And then I I do the same thing, actually. My shrink tells me that. Because I get... I used to get real high, high, high. Like something professional good happens. And then the next day you're like, oh, I'm just a regular person. I'm just a regular person. Back to being me. But the problem is, what's wrong with being a regular person? Is it because you don't like 
who and what you are. That's the problem is that you're not okay with you. And that's why that low happens. And that's why you got to meditate, motherfucker. Come with me. me. He was like, be cool with just calling in, getting your spots and doing the road. He was like, that's your foundation. Yeah. He's like, all that other shit, don't let it carry you up to the top of the tower. Uh -uh. So when the tower falls, you got to go back to this foundation. He's like, raise your foundation up. Love that fucking... Love doing spots. The love grind. hanging out at the club. Me, I and can I tell you, like, it. Yeah, it's having a kid has pulled me off the road a yeah. lot. Like, I'm only going to do one nighters in the fall. Like, I didn't really like doing the road a lot, you know. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I love doing spots. I love the store. I love the improv. I love. I love fucking flappers in Burbank. Even uh, I love. I love flappers. I love I love the store for more, for more than just the spots. Like oh, I love the, the hang sp- is great. I love it's the, the best hang. hang. It's it is the best the hang best. in this business. Um, I love flappers for I comics, love, not I love for. The and, oh yeah, fuck 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 everyone else for yeah. comic because you got that secret bar. There's like a, a comic bar that we only get to go into. By the, way, by the way, I'd be cool with never doing another spot at the store, but knowing that I could go back to the secret bar whenever the fuck I yeah, want. That's the best. Like dude. it just not it's be like the best. like. Um, I told Adam, I was like, just for the record, I go, don't expect me calling him for spots a lot. I'm a fucking dad, number one. Right. I have TV shows, number two, and I'm on the road nonstop. But I go, thank you. This yeah. is the fucking highlight of it's my... It's the best. I go, I've been on fucking Letterman. This is the highlight of my career. Oh, it is. I got past the store when Tommy was still there. And, um, really? Yeah. Mitzi didn't pass me, but Polly did. Yeah. And she, you know, Mitzi was out of the picture already yeah. by the time I got there. And the pressure was even crazier because i was only there was me and like maybe whitney cummings doing spots there eliza i don't know maybe like one or two other girls that have been there were no women at the store so yeah. it was me and a fucking dude sausage factory and what year is this this i don't remember this maybe was a few years ago this might be tommy's second to last year that okay. i'm there I, I don't remember exactly what's he doing now i don't know it's a mystery but the energy was way darker and like if it was like you were being watched and ranked and like Tommy would kind of like let you know how, like it felt like y- you would know how you did. Oh, you know I what I mean? I got off stage. Adam so gave me weird. a fucking huge hug. Well, it was like, Adam's, congratulations. Yeah, he's super and I was supportive. Like, I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. You're the greatest guy in the fucking it, world. It wasn't like that back then. But Adam's totally turned. I think he's doing a great job Dude, and he's turning is, around. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm not it's saying so this good. so that I don't, I'm not saying this. So that Adam ever hears this, I don't. I don't think he ever will. But for anyone that doesn't know, it has been said. You know this for a fact. The store is the epicenter of American stand-up comedy right oh, now, it, and it and it and it and it is that way in part because of Mitzi, because she fostered great talent out of there, but not because of Tommy, because of Adam. Oh, definitely. Adam has taken. What, what that store had so much potential and he realized it yep. and he realized it and implemented it and and all the guys there it, Eric like oh I love them yeah, yeah. every everyone They're that's so at that fucking Richie. store has just turned it into a place where like the like Doug Stanhope goes in town and just hangs out at the store for three nights in oh, a row and doesn't Joe, do spots and Joe Rogan's there all the time Rogan Jesselnick, Bill now Burr. Tom Bill you can watch I watch Bill Burr work shit out in the OR now that's a little frustrating and Louis C.K. you're like oh shit there's Louis working out a bit about child molesters and I get to watch that tonight it's, it's amazing. so amazing now. It's so much better than it was when the old regime was there. It's like such positive energy now. It's I love it. It's the truth. And it's, it's, such a, it. it's such a, you know, 
I, I, there's nothing any other club can ever do to reach where what oh, that thing's. But my point was is that that's right about what um, Patrice said to you is that that's the that's why we got into this to tell fucking jokes in the dark to a room full of drunks and to be. You're, but you're, but you're, I don't care. But everything else comes so and goes. Much. Huh? Like everything changes so much. Then you get to this place where you're like, fuck, man, I want to create my own thing. I want to create this. I want to create that. And you have all these fucking, and then you're like, oh shit, private school for high school. And you're like, <laughs> right. fuck, man. But, and then part of me is like, part of me is like, I don't know that, like, you're right. All I ever got into this to do, really, was to be able to bullshit with comics and That's do spots. The best. And the podcasting, like I was thinking today, what do I want? Do I want a, a TV show? Do I want, and like all that stuff's in the ethers and they come and they go and your pilot doesn't get picked up and this and that. But you're like, well, I'm kind of doing it. Like the podcast is amazing. Your mom's house is amazing. That's Deep Rose is amazing. Stand up's <laughs> great. Like this is all I've ever wanted to do. It's you're already doing here. It all. You're doing It's already everything. here. Everything. Yeah, you're doing so I'm everything. I'm not doing everything, but I'm doing what I what I like right now. It's a good. I feel like I'm in a good place. I wish I for could. The first I time. wish I had. I wish I had a a a, a creative Tom Segura in my life. <laughs> like I'm being serious. Like someone who goes. Like I feel like the two of you are so lucky because you guys can team up and get projects done. Yeah. Like let's do this. Let's do it. And yeah. then you have someone to hold you accountable to it. Like I have this. <clears throat> I've been. I'm, I, I've talked to you guys about it, but like. Like I want, I like I want. I either want to do another podcast that is a live one hour or one and a half hour drinking podcast that is I can take on the road. Like I want to do something more. Like I can't figure it out, but like I know that when when I drink on this show, it's fucking through the roof. On this show, if I drink on this show, my numbers are. <laughs> Because you're the machine. You're the yeah. party guy. And, and I like drinking. I really like drinking. But I, I like know. drinking more than anything. So <laughs> part of me is like, I don't, know what I, I don't know what I want it to be. But I go, I want to do that. I want to, like I was like, I, there, I'm, this vlog. I, I mean, I'm the one that got you guys, into, Tom, into vlogging. I know. And Tom's vlog is so much better than mine. <laughs> but, I, but, I'm, but I'm so specific. I don't like when people edit my vlogs. Wait, do you have a YouTube channel where you air the show? I stopped recording them. You got to, dude. It's that's just, it's, no, that's it's so much of a pain in the ass. I know. It's so much of a pain in the ass. I'm doing it by myself. Oh, so you, you I have to fucking upload it. Oh, yeah. It. You need and a producer. It's just, well, I'm never, I can't find one. I had a great I kid, know. but he was young, and I think he had aspirations for other things, and I wasn't, like, his editing was, was good, but it wasn't my editing. And then I had, like, a professional editor edit one, and I just didn't, I was like, no, I want to edit it. I think the thing I liked about it was that it was my thumbprint. Like that it was what I wanted it to be, the vlog. Yeah. And then you love that. You're great at that. Yeah, but I I don't know. I don't know. It's just a lot of energy. It's a lot of time. And so I only have Leanne calls them buckets, but I only have like four buckets I can fill at any given time. Yeah. I got television. I got scripted television. I've got stand up, and I got my podcast. And she's like, "You keep adding buckets. You're the only one here to fill buckets." Yeah. Or empty buckets. And so... Um, yeah, focus on the few, not the many. That's... You ever heard of Dan Pena? No. He's a, he's a fucking best. He's a, he's a billionaire guy and he lives in Scotland and he's from LA and uh, 
And he says, like, he's a, he's a motivational speaker. Well, is this guy you guys talked about on your podcast? Yeah. He's like, you want to know why you're all fucked up? Yeah, I know this he's guy. He's like, your friends are fucking bums, man. Like, he's crazy. It's but true. Because yeah. look at who your friends are. It's true. And that'll tell yeah. you who you're yeah. successful <laughs> failure. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. You know why you're all fucked up? Well, he's right. So he has a rule that's focus on the few, not the many. Meaning don't have 10 buckets. Have your two or three buckets that you're nurturing constantly. Yeah. The problem comes when you're like, I got, you ever mean a fucking guy who's like, I'm an actor, director, producer, dancer, right? Like, no, you're not, motherfucker. But mostly I smoke cigars at Starbucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Right. Like, you're not. You're one thing. And very few people, Amy Schumer, I think, is one of those people that can do a lot of stuff. Like, she's an amazing actress, right? Actor. She yeah. can write movies. She's a great writer. She's a great stand-up and performer. That's very, very rare to be yeah. able... Steve Martin's like that, too. Yeah, Steve Martin is an author, writes books, too. Um, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, that's, But that's that's rare. I think... I think but focus uh, on the few, not the many. Yeah, I do think... Do your podcast, do your stand-up, do your television. If I'm not mistaken, I think Amy's talked about having writers her friends help on her, her show her hour. oh I think, yeah i think yeah. they all go to hawaii and they help her write her hour i don't know i mean i'd love listen i'd love to have a fucking team that i could fucking fly out to hawaii and be like hey segura ari bill joe yeah. guys yeah. hop on my jet we're gonna stay in maui and bang out this hour of mine for fucking it. hbo i would love to have a ghost writer you know i mean some oh, dude i wrote my own book now i'm assuming she wrote her own book but like only because I haven't, I mean, but I'm assuming she wrote it, but I tell you right now, I wrote my own. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I'll never do it again. It was a fucking, if, if anyone, if, if she's doing it all by herself, fucking my hat's off to her. She's the greatest person. In That's this what I business. hear that writing a book is the worst experience ever. Cause Tom was like, Oh, I think I want to write this book. I'm like, nope. I go call Bert. Nope. I go call her and ask him because he fucking hated it. Most people hate the experience. I went in and I said, they go, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to have a ghostwriter. Great. Pretty nice. (laughs) And I went, no. I said, this guy's name. I don't need to tell you who it is. This guy's name wrote a book. I was friends with him. If he can write a book, I can definitely write a book. And they all looked at me like, he didn't write his book. I was like, no, he told me personally he wrote his book. And like, he did not write his book. He had a ghostwriter. We made his book. And I went, hold on. And they're like, yeah, yeah. No one writes their books. And I went, hold on. This person, this person, this person, they didn't write their fucking book. Chelsea Handler does. Yeah, I think she writes. Yeah, well, that's, she's an author. Like, she wrote her first book. Why wouldn't she write all her books? She loves writing. But, but none, of the, none of the other people that they say that wrote their books wrote their fucking books. Because I know this because I got no fucking money for my book. And I wrote it yeah. myself. Yeah. Fucking. Who's reading? I mean, you won't even read. Dude, Leanne my, reads to you. My, out, my audiobook outsold my book exponentially because my medium is speaking and so and i couldn't i don't know if you ever heard my book it's fucking amazing i'm gonna download it immediately i can't read out loud so the whole time i'm going motherfucker cocksucker son of a bitch i'm taking my pants off <laughs> but um that's ridiculous. but yeah that's what they said when you go to sell a book they're like nah that guy didn't write their fucking book that person didn't write their book and you're like shut up and they're like no they all had ghostwriters trust me well nobody's reading anymore people are um they're not even. I download books on a, uh, whatever Nook. What's that shit called? Yeah, a Nook. Yeah, those don't count as uh, sales. Shut up. Nope. I don't buy hard copy anymore because my husband nope. made me stop because I have a, a library and it's. They don't I, like, count I'm a sales. Hoarder. That's terrible. I mean, someone's getting the money for them. Just you're not. It was a. It's a <laughs> fucking racket. 
It is a racket, and like, it's we, a dying. Me market. and my buddy was gonna because I was like, okay, I got the energy to write a book. I got the ideas to write a book. I just don't want to sit down and fucking write. Don't Writing do a book is very difficult. And so my buddy was a, is a writer. He's like, let's do. We were gonna do um, a series, an adventure series of Adventures of the Machine, and so it would be like crazy, bizarre, fun, Fletch inspired, like like crazy stories about me. But you can just plug him in and and like murder on the Orient Express, or he gets involved with a fucking something crazy. Have you ever thought about doing one of those cruises where people hang out with you? Uh, yeah, I'd love that. By I'm way, serious. Would you? The, you would though. You would love that. I'd love that more than I'd love having my own sitcom, dude. If you told me I do could that. do a cruise once a year, where like, I'll tell you what. If you said this to me. <laughs> You're going to do a cruise. It's Rogan, Joey Diaz, Tom and Christina, and you, and we, we Ari. Never happen. We never It'll never happen. It. It'll never happen. It's too complicated. Someone said to me the other day, I said to Tom the other day, I go, hey, this date and this date got pulled. Let's me and you just do it anyway. And he was like, I can't. And like the, he, it, <clears throat> he would do it in a heartbeat. He's like, I can't. I'm doing, I'm doing that area in two months. Our schedules are just too fucked up. If you said. <clears throat> oh, no, we wouldn't do it because we're antisocial. Oh, Joe wouldn't do it because he's fucking busy as fuck. Joey wouldn't do it because he doesn't want to be around people. Right. Ari would do it. Ari would. Ari would do it. <laughs> you, Ari, and Duncan. I bet Duncan would do it. Duncan would do it. Duncan could do like fucking noon spiritual classes. <laughs> All right, he could do yoga and meditation, oh. and then you take over the night shift. You do drinking. Your your shift starts How at cool eight. How cool would it be? And then Ari does late night. <clears throat> what late, if the late, comedy late. store did a cruise? Oh my god, that'd be rad. The comedy store cruise. And it's like a fucking eight-day cruise. Oh, my God. just, you get an OR, a belly room, and a main, like, just fucking bad. What time do you have to head out? Well, no, I'm just making sure Tom's not writing to me. I'm good. Um, that would be badass. But I'd love to do a cruise. I'm doing Cowhead's Cruise in uh, three weeks. You've been friends with that guy forever. Known him before Georgia. I've known him longer than I've known Georgia. It's so crazy. Yeah, he's uh, Are you farting? Gossip. I have some gossip about him. I'll tell oh, you yeah? later. Oh, yeah, okay. It's good. And right now, if he's listening, he knows what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Uh, I'll, tell you I'll tell you later. I can't tell you here. No, no, I don't, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd I'd love to do a fucking cruise. That's but that that's the brokenness of me. It's like I'd love being on a cruise with all my fans who just want to talk about me and do shots. <laughs> God, look how lo- uh, young you are in that special. In the, you should see how skinny I am in that. That's the one I went to, right? That taping. Yeah, yep. that's well, a yeah. long time ago. Um, are you doing a special? Uh, don't even get me started on that. Right. We'll talk about this off camera. <laughs> really? Off mic. Really? It's so annoying. It's so annoying for me. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you. There's the business end of it that's not working out well, I don't out understand for me. this. I feel, like, I feel like all of your... All of Tom's fans are your fans. That would be logical, right? No, it's 100%. I've talked to Tom about this aggressively but like his you know the reason the main reason he's moving tickets yes his netflix specials were fantastic but his pot your podcast is the fucking the podcast is huge but netflix for him was the tipping point netflix those two specials put tom like that's what shot him up fucking i mean you know that you know that everyone's trying to replicate that netflix now it'll never happen that way for anyone else ever again never no, it's done. It's done. It's done. It happened for Tom, 
Segura. One fucking human Tom being. Tom Segura. It. Isn't he the best? How much do you love my husband? Let's talk about him. I probably love him. I probably love him more than you love him, but I don't no. need him as much. No. <laughs> like, I you him need so him more than you love him. I love him. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean I need him more than like, I love him? This is, by the way, this is something I told on stage, and in the middle of telling it, I, I realized I may be doing a Patrice O'Neill bit, but... Uh, <laughs> Because Patrice had a bit about his corgi needs him to get up on the couch. So when his corgi looks at him, his corgi is like, I need you. And he's like, he's like, my woman doesn't realize she needs me. She just sits on the couch like she deserves to sit on the couch. I'm just, <laughs> whatever Patrice's bit was, I'm sure it was super misogynistic and uh, correlating his girlfriend to his dog. But my, my bit I said one time was I, I realized I was talking to Leanne and uh, – and I said, I, Leanne loves me more than she needs me. She doesn't need me. I need Leanne more than I love her. Wait, so you think I'm you in the relationship with my husband and Tom's the Leanne? 100%. One, <laughs> You are more How, me than you could ever fucking... Fa- no, I know. You and I are very emotionally You, you and I are... Twins I know. in the relationships. I know, I know. Well, not twins. I'm not as irresponsible as you. Oh, just as irresponsible. You're way more irresponsible. If I was having a baby, do you think I'd be like, natural childbirth, please? I'd be like, no, load <laughs> me up with drugs. Knock me the fuck out like it's 1950. Throw a racial slur in there. I'm out, bitches. <laughs> I said that. No, but that's basically what you said. I wanted to be 1950. Someone hit a woman and call someone the N-word. I'm out. <laughs> that's a good, That's I like that. I like that. How dare fucking, you? Uh, but uh, but yeah, and Tom is definitely Leanne. Tom, but then again, Leanne and I are similar emotionally too. Do you know? Do you know how much money you have in savings right now? Uh, <laughs> me either. <laughs> me either. Wait. I said to Leanne, I took off this uh, month, and I go, "How are we going to be financially if I don't work this month?" And she was like, "Are you fucking joking?" And I was like, is it that bad? She goes, no, we're fine for fucking three years. Oh, that's she goes, good. you don't have to work for three fucking years. And I was like, seriously? She goes, idiot. I've been doing nothing <laughs> but saving fucking money like a squirrel. Good. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, we're good. She goes, we don't, like, our, our bottom line at the end of her month is like, is like college kid low. Well, here's the thing is that I live like I'm still in communism. Like, I don't spend money. I'm like your wife in that. Yes, I I, feel I like spend money like I'm a month. I live. don't. And I don't. <laughs> I don't like um, debt. I don't like to buy expensive things. I feel guilty when I do. See, Tom likes buying expensive shit. He likes to. And he likes to buy it for me because I won't get it for myself. What cars are you driving right now? <laughs> I get uh, phone calls from him sometimes. Hey, man. What's uh? You had a, a blank blank. What kind of what do you think of this car? I don't even know what he's driving. What What's that called? It's some kind of normal car. It's normal. Is it? It's normal. Did you guys get the Navigator? I have I have a big SUV. <laughs> you have a Navigator? It's not a Navigator. It's what? not a Navigator. <laughs> it's not a Navigator. <laughs> oh. But here's the thing is that I... I take care of Ellis more, so I feel like that's my response. Like, I keep a fucking oh, yeah. human being alive, and he can take care of that stuff for now. Like, he, he's oh. got to watch the fort, because I got to fucking focus on this person that oh, needs to be let kept me tell alive. You something. Right now, when, when we got George and Isla, Leanne had a Corolla. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I've, I, I'm, I've, there's only a couple things in my life I've ever lied about on this podcast. Uh, I, and I've, and I, it's only been 
because I was embarrassed to tell the truth. Not not like lied maliciously, but this might have been one of them that I've ever lied about. Um, and my dad, and only because I'm ashamed that my dad would just give us a car. And my dad, my mom had a Mercedes that we still have. <clears throat> and my mom, and we got pregnant with Georgia. And my dad said, Leanne can't be driving around in her Corolla pregnant. Let us send you a car. And I, I wasn't going to say no. I was like, I was like, and Leanne's car was paid off so we could sell it. We get cash. We can have extra cash in the bank. And my dad sent us out this in two, I was like probably 2001, but it was probably 2004 at the time. So it was a really nice Mercedes. And we have that car. We've had it ever since. But I remember then the next car we got was a Navigator. And I was like, that was a big car. I said, I don't want you ever driving the Mercedes. I want you in the biggest car possible with the girls. Yeah. Because I don't want anything happen to my family because for me in my head, then this is, by the way, also a lie, also like nice shit. But I was like, for $200 more a month, I can never have anything happen to my kids. And that's the way I looked at it. Leanne got in a car wreck. I remember that. that. Totaled the Navigator. I remember. The movie didn't even skip. Isla didn't wow. know that the, we had been in a car accident. Wow. And that we totaled the Navigator. T-boned it. Totaled it. Wow. The other car was destroyed. It was a Prius. Destroyed. Ooh. Woman, had to, I think, had to go to the hospital. Leanne was... I, the movie didn't skip. And I was like, if you have the means, by all means, get the biggest car you can to protect your kids. Fuck, fuck yeah. 100%. Dude, the, the minute you're pregnant, you're like, oh, we got to You got to do everything. We got to live in a fucking compound. I got to get the big car. I got to do. Of course. Like, I mean, I'm, 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 I was, I'm neurotic about that shit, though. I'm neurotic about Bert. My life. OK, if we're emotionally similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm cr- like crippled at times by anxiety and like dep- not depression some days, but like I'm very neurotic. I turn I'm it on hardcore neurotic. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think anyone else's. It's never anyone else's problem. It's always me. I'm always like the. Oh, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I spin out. We call it firing hot. I have a feeling it has to do with my <laughs> thyroid. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think mine's hormonal, too, actually. Oh my god! I went to the doctor. <clears throat> Last physical I had. Oh, this is this is Leanne for you. I'm getting ready to shoot my Showtime special. Leanne schedules a full blood panel the week before. I won't oh. get the results in until after my special. No, don't I was like, do that. What the that. fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do She's that. Like, don't you want to know if something's wrong with you? I was like, not this week. Yeah, you got to focus. You got to keep your head in that game. And so I, they told me I had a uh, an active thyroid. Really. Yeah. That's interesting. He's like, sometimes it's overactive, sometimes it's inactive. He's like, it's pretty much thrashed. And I was like, and really? Does that contribute to having anxiety? Uh, it can. It basically mimics. By the way, whatever I'm saying, I'm sure there's a doctor going, "You're totally fucking wrong." Yeah, of course. But from what he said, it basically mimics uh, uh, manic depression. Oh, I'm not that crazy. Are you <clears throat> like, that up and down? Oh yeah, I have. I have. We call it firing hot. <sighs> but I've had moments where I'm firing hot. And then physically ill. Like really up, really up, and then physically ill. Whoa. And, and it's like, yeah. And I, th- I, I think probably what I've been going through this, few, these past, this past month or whatever, whatever it's been, probably less than that, but it's, I think it's probably due to my thyroid. I'm supposed to get my blood checked randomly enough next week to check my thyroid. They want me to check it three times a, month, a year. Damn. And, um, and I'm, I may have to go on medication, but it, it's like it mimics manic depression. Whoa. See, I think mine's hormonal. Like after I had the kid, I was like, Bruh, like blackness, darkness, that postpartum. And then uh, 
It fucks you up for a while. Well, the, but the thing is, and not, not to like add uh, into why you should be depressed, ugh, but it's it's the there's a bunch of change. I, everyone loves change. I fucking change. I change don't like is the it. worst. I don't no, like change. No, I don't like it either. Change is the worst. I, I don't like. I just did this sh- this episode of That's Deep Bro on. It's called Life is a Terrible. No, Life is a Terrifying Adventure because that's how they try to spin it. Like life is an adventure and you should embrace the changes. <laughs> like yeah, but it's scary and I don't like it. I, once I get used to something, I just can't. Something just stay. Same for a while. Can I just have some stability for a minute and a half? Yeah, there's a lot to be said. One of the things that a travel channel that used to drive me nuts is like, is like, you know, every experience you have is better, except for the guys who died doing it, like, <laughs> like skydiving. Fuck yeah! And I, I was like, like, yeah, skydiving. but 47 people a year die skydiving. Like, for 47 people, they had the worst death possible. Yeah. Like for those of us that live, it was fucking amazing. But there is a moment where you roll the dice. And you're screaming at the earth at 100 miles an hour going, oh, shit, I can't change this. Yeah. Like, there's <clears throat> change is fucking terrifying. Well, and can I tell you something? It's, it's funny, like skydiving. Like, when I did road rolls a million years ago, before yeah. every mission, they're like, are you excited? You're going to rest? And I'd be like, no, I don't like any of this. I wanted to be on the real world. I wanted to sit in a house and smoke and drink for five months. Like, yeah. I don't fucking care about this shit. Because the thing is, you that guys, doesn't... You guys did something with alligators? Yeah, we did stupid shit. Like, everything you've done on yeah. Hurt Burt and your shows, I don't, that stuff doesn't phase me. Like, jumping out of an airplane... It, for me, it doesn't. I don't care. Real life fucking phases me. Like getting married, that terrified me. Or having really? a child terrifies me because that's real responsibility. That's like real life. That shit gets me anxiety. You know, anxious up at night. That fucks me up. But all that stuff you're t- like adventure seeking. I don't give a fuck. Like I, I feel like because um, I dealt with a lot of that stuff growing up, like extreme situations. So yeah. that shit doesn't. I don't even care. Did you like, parents I'm, yell? Oh, get your life. I mean, yeah, they did everything. It really? was cray cray. Yeah, fuck, please. My dad's an alcoholic. My mom was a borderline, like, you know, uh, and and schizophrenic at the time of her death. Like, I went through her. Did I tell you this? Did I? Did you even you, hear about this? I my mom died at Montreal. I remember. Well, we were. I was five months pregnant. Do you remember what I said to you? No, I black. I blacked I, it all out. I said something, and you literally. I said, shh, 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 and you walked away from me. And you grabbed Molly, you grabbed Molly from the oh, punchline, and you, and you grabbed her arm and you walked away from me. What did you, you say? Go, my, you were like, my mom just died. And I went, oh, what if her spirit went into your stomach and that's your baby? And you went, no, 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 no. And you walked away from me and I went, push, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. That would have been the worst. Now, yeah, that's evil. Oh, my God. My what mom else? was crazy. Yeah, your mom passed away. She was away. schizophrenic. So, but by, by the time of her death, she was totally gone. Like she was a recluse, and she didn't leave the house for a couple of years there. And she had, oh, it was so crazy. Printed out, she kept files on Tom. Like she would find pictures and interviews that he had done on the internet, print them out, oh, highlight wow. them. My friends, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, who I'm friends with, printed out her photo and made notes about Mary Lynn. And I'm pretty sure there may have been one about you. Oh, like, I hope so. Yeah. I think you were in oh, one of my mom's so folders. Excited. That make me so excited. <laughs> By the way, that's all I was thinking this whole time you've done this story. Was I in there? Was I in there? I think you were. Because I oh, think you and yeah. Tom had done something. And I don't know. They There was something. The, the two of you. So weird. Yeah. It was fucking terrifying. So anyway, the point being that that, that stuff... 
things don't phase me as much as just living a regular healthy life scares me. Doing things that people should normally do terrify me. Like phone conversations. I don't like the phone. I don't like talking on the phone. I get anxiety about that. I get anxiety saying no to people. I get anxiety like... <laughs> I can't say no to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of shit just rocks me emotionally. The like, shit that makes Tom comfortable... Right. Like the confrontation or any of that right. shit. I don't fucking like any of that. Can I tell you that I learned to be a normal person watching Tom? Like, he taught me how to do everything. Like, I just watched him. Like, oh, that's how you confront someone or that's how you act like a normal person. Like, I learned how to be like a white American person from him. Because my parents are just like Hungarian communist lunatics. Like, he taught me how to be just normal. I He... I have a, I still have a really hard time with confrontation. There was a guy that told one of my jokes, and I just didn't say anything about it. I was like, whatever. I already told it my special, but then I did it in front of him, and I think he thinks I stole it from him. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, like, 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 and I was like, I don't know how to. Do. And I was like, I guess I'll just never speak to you. Like, I guess I'll just pretend. I'll just you'll be a ghost for my eyes. Like, so, I'm but, not- but why are you afraid? Because I know why I'm afraid. Because my my parents. It's a long story, but. Why are you afraid? Who in your in your childhood, if you push back on mom and dad, did you get punished or did you get? What would know. happen if you pushed back as a kid? I never pushed back. There you go. I would never. But why not? Like, I wouldn't. I don't know. I just never. I never like. I don't know. I just never pushed back. I don't know. Like I mean, if if I had an anxiety attack at night, I'd go into my dad's room, wake him up, and be like, "Hey, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Shut the fuck up. Go back to bed." There you go. And so I just be like, <laughs> "Cool. I'll just. I guess I'll just. I'll just white knuckle this." I'm fucking eight, and I'll just fucking stare at the ceiling fan or watch Johnny Carson and feel like he's yelling at me. Right. Like I would, my panic attacks would manifest themselves in that the people's heads on TV would look like Beetlejuice small, yeah. and they'd be shouting at me. Wow. And I'd be like, I'd be like, I can't really reel this in. Like I'm having a hard time. I'm seeing the futility of life, and that there's a hell, and I may go there because I've made some poor decisions at ten. And I, I what? Can we talk about this? Go the fuck back to sleep. I don't know. I. I remember, but then, I remember, why were you having anxiety attacks at ten? Because I had them too as a nine-year-old. I don't know. I think it's chemical. No, it can be, but it's probably emotional. I don't know. What did I do? Not you. I didn't See, sleep. I didn't. That's the wrong question. What did I do? See, you went into childhood. Yeah. That's what children think. Children go, "What did I do?" That okay, so- the right answer is. What did my parents do? Because they're the ones that trained you to have fucking severe anxiety, dude. I don't know. I slept with my parents until I was like... So did I. Until I was like 12. 9 or 10. <laughs> so did I. Because I by was the way, afraid... By the way, I definitely slept with them past 10 because, <laughs> because we lived in a, our new house and we built it when I was 10. And I definitely remember sleeping in my parents' bed. I remember sleeping in my parents' bed in that bed. I was definitely older than 10 with my arm over my dad. I, used to, I told Georgia this the other night. I, I was like, I used to have to touch my dad. And she was like, why? I was like, I don't know. So he wouldn't leave or I knew if he left. I don't know. Well, were you afraid of, I was afraid of ghosts. So I wouldn't go into my room for a bit. I saw a poltergeist and I wouldn't go in my own room. I was afraid of, I, I don't know if I was afraid of ghosts. I was afraid of darkness. I was afraid of Me silence. Too. I was afraid of like, I was definitely afraid of sharks. Me too. I thought there was a shark in my swimming pool uh, after seeing Jaws. I don't think I enjoyed a swimming pool until my 20s when I got introduced <laughs> to marijuana. And I was like, oh, I could chill the fuck out and relax in here. Like I, every time I swam across that swimming pool, like it was a scene in Jaws. And he was chasing me like, get me the fuck to the other side. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, 
Yeah, but what, were your sisters having panic attacks and stuff? Cotty has them. Yeah. My youngest. Um, Annie is dead inside. Yeah. She, I think she has them now. I think they're more related to like where she's at in her life and what she's doing. But like, Cotty still has them. I have them. I don't have panic attacks anymore, but I have general, it comes and goes. It's usually hormonal. Like during my period, I get full of anxiety, anxiousness. I have. I hate it. Um, That's why meditation helps, dude, because it calms down all the. Um, oh, they're letting the chickens out. Oh, let me see. Are they feeding them? No. Uh, Isla and her Look friend. how fucking cool um, Isla is. Isla's, I got to be dead honest with you. And I'm not saying this. Like I hear a lot of dads talk like this. Isla fucking is cool. Like she's, I she's know, Georgia's, I'm looking at her. Georgia's a little bit of a nerd, you know. Like yeah. she's just a she's a very sweet person. She definitely could be prone to getting being bullied. Like mm. we were talking to someone about um, fights. Oh, Kimberly Congdon was saying that she got in a fight when she was in uh, grade school. Who? And Kimberly Congdon, she's a comic. Kimberly Kong. Kimber, Kimberly Congdon. Oh, and I've, I've heard that. Kimber, Kinder DeConde. Look, look at her cool ass haircut. Like she's she, the one that wants it cut like that. She's dope. She like just she woke up one morning. She's like, "Oh, my ears pierced." Fuck yeah, George dude. is like, "Fuck that." I was like, "I'm gonna chop my hair off today." She's and gonna. Leanne's like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she like goes in. She goes, "Cut it all off." She's gonna get tats. Uh, guarantee she gets tats. Yeah. You know, Joey, the best line ever given out by her ever was from Joey Diaz. <laughs> Joey Diaz one Easter is watching her fucking fight with a tree or whatever <laughs> and joey's just watching her and fight joey's high as fuck yeah and i just walk up to him oh fuck i gotta tell him i'm not doing that spot tonight i was like what's up he was like dog you're gonna be knocking drugs and dicks out of our hands in high school <laughs> i was like <laughs> i don't know about the dick thing Can I, I think yeah. the secret to keeping your daughter from doing that stuff is if you love her it's all about daddy all yeah. roads lead to daddy with the dick stuff now yeah. if you're cool with her she won't feel the need to rebel and get a bunch of dicks in her now I'm cool with her. She's very distant. Like, she's really, like... like Distant with you and Leanne, or just... Distant. Like, you, it's... It's a chicken. It's hard to get her to fucking... Give a shit. Like, you know, like... That sounds crazy to say, but, like... Like... Like, you'll, like, every morning, if, if I don't give Georgia a kiss goodbye and go to school, Georgia gets a little upset. Yeah. So, like, Georgia will be like, Dad, are you forgetting something? I'm like, oh, I give her four kisses and say I love you. And like this morning, I was like, I like kisses. She's like, I'm running late. <laughs> I was like, hey, kisses. And she goes, seriously? And like she, like she was the first one. Georgia to this day would let you kiss her on the lips. Isla stopped that shit at six. She was like, it creeps me out. It is weird. Why are you kissing your children on the lips? I kissed Georgia on the lips up until probably like three years ago, four years oh ago. Oh, my God. That's totally creepy. I don't. Yeah, That's totally creeps out. My salad. sister, by the way, we didn't do it when they were babies, and my sister, Cotty, did it. And we're like, whoa, you just kissed her on the lips. She goes, yeah, she's my niece. And we were like, no, okay. Totally creepy. Yeah, but I, I kissed George on the lips up until probably like four, three or four years ago. Oh, my God. Did she see her peener, too? She saw me naked before, yeah. <laughs> she saw me naked. Last time she saw me naked was the last big earthquake we had here. I tried to do this as a bit. It never fucking worked. Yeah, but I think was, I know why. Was, Nobody wants to hear about your daughter seeing your dick. Well, it was an earthquake. Leanne was out with the dogs. It's like 6 in the morning. Earthquake happens. I jump out of bed naked, and I run into the girls' room to be like, make sure they're okay, but they, they didn't even feel the earthquake. And I, now I'm just yelling, everybody under the table. But my dick's bouncing up and down. That's all they see is my dick. 
They don't feel the earthquake, anything. All they see is my dick. But yeah, nobody wants to hear that. Someone, so I heard there's some female comic or some uh, female Twitter person, I think, said, "Hey, dads, the first dick your daughters see shouldn't be yours." <laughs> yeah, my my parents are European. I saw they're naked all the time. Really, everybody. Yeah, dude. I don't know if it's a Euro thing or just my fucked up parents, but, like, but you you get naked with Ellis right now. Now he, yeah, I take a shower, I'll get naked. So then, where do now. you draw the line? Like, where's the day that you're like, all right, this is creepy <laughs> for everybody? I don't know, like three or four. Is that about? So then, where he can't when he can talk to you and be like, what are those? Why are your tits so low? Why are <laughs> why, why he looks so, so disgusting? Low? Yeah, I, my tits, tits are wrecked. They're so wrecked. Are they? Uh, get your life, yeah. Oh, Leanne's got wrecked. me better. They got better? Uh-huh. After Leanne children? has the best tits in the world. Really? I lo- Leanne has, to this day, if you gave me a set of tits to play with, I'd pick Leanne's over so anyone's. So lucky. So jealous. My tits were great, and now they're just hangers. Do you think you'll they're get a... huge. Do you think you'll get a boob job? I don't I'm not that vain, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't give a fuck enough to... I don't even give a fuck to have Botox again. I did it once, and I was you like, "You did Botox?" I did once, yeah, and it hurts. It gives you migraines. Where did you do it? See, I got this one wrinkle in between my eyes because oh. I'm always scowling. Oh yeah, I do see it. Oh, here's Leanne. <gasps> Leanne, she took a shower. She did take because we're losing that shower. What? So everyone's taking their last panic shower for how shower. long? It's forever. What do you mean forever? Shower's going away. And then what are you guys going to do for showers? Go to our friends' houses. <laughs> you want to come over? Uh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> we have an, a spare one. You most and, definitely can. And sleep on your and, and chill out on your fraternity couch. You course. That's fucking That's the dopest thing ever. That is a fucking. I clearly it's your purchase. So white trash. It's, for those of you who don't know, one of they're, so white trash. they're, they're uh, out in their house out in Malibu. They're fuck <laughs> off, Malibu. Leanne. Leanne, come here. Leanne. Come on. Come here. Come here. Quickly! <laughs> Quickly! <laughs> She's eating something. Come, come on! Here, come, here, come here for a second. No, come we have on. a question. We have a question. What? Oh, question. Leanne, are you gonna? Leanne, did you ever get another tattoo besides that one? No. I know. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. You're not. Hold on too, one second. That's what I think, and Pause. I want one too. No, no. All right. Stop. I think I just did the right thing, Leanne, talking that. Hello. L- louder. We can share a mic. Hello. No, 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 no. We're fine. We're fine. Look at All the All right. Chicken. We're perfect. Let's cut this one. Sure. All right. Leanne. Leanne. Here, sit down. Sit down. Um, if you had to say, we do this to everyone, by the way. If you had to say that Tom was one person in the relationship of me and you and Push was one person in the relationship of me and you, who would you say Push is more similar to? Push me? is Bert. <laughs> I no, I am. Yeah, and Tom Should is I, me. I thought I was responsible. No, oh. that's not what it is. It's oh, just it's the, no, no, no. It is. It's the generalities. Okay. It's the generalities. Damn it. I'm more fucked up than I thought I was. Oh, yeah, you are. You're a fucking mess, and I'm a mess, too. And thank God we have these fucking people to ride their coattails into the fucking sunset. <laughs> I know. What do you think you would have done with all your fucking money? It would be fucking pissed away. You would have fucking... Oh, my God. She I'm bought a fucking idiot. property no, in Utah? No, I wouldn't. I would live like a miser. I would... Really? I wouldn't... I would squirrel it away and just Instead live like a miser. you Tom to be your fucking... Your, your mad money scientist. Yeah. Who's like, we can afford this. We can afford that. 
We got this. I, got I would that. still be living in a one bedroom apartment and I'd be living like a lunatic. Oh, Bert says all the time he never would have bought this house. I never would have bought this house. That we would still be living in that apartment. I don't spend money on shit ever. Well, he spends I mean, money I on right. shit. <laughs> Always, yeah. but not the right shit, like yeah. a house or you know <laughs> a, a money market or you know retirement fund. The problem is, if you and Tom had got oh. married, Leanne, it would just be boring. Oh, sh- well, exactly. You guys need this fucking flair in your life. <laughs> oh please. We're the spark. We're the we're the sparkles on a stripper. Can I? I, I heard about your shitty shitty birthday, and I'm sorry that I. First of all, I failed you. I did not say happy birthday. So happy birthday. That's okay. And secondly, <laughs> what? What can they do? What can Bert do specifically to make it up to you? Look, she loves it. Oh, is guilt burning a hole in your heart, is it? <laughs> guilt burning that house down? It should. Any awareness of that was going on the day of? Listen, we all were living in our own little nightmares. Were you? We were all spiraling out. Did you tell her about the tantrum you had about not having a Ram shirt and needing to go to Universal City Walk on my birthday? No, I didn't, you say, didn't say anything No one that? mentioned that. No? And I was That's like, not as Bert said... We're going to Universal City Walk. And I went, wait, it's my birthday. I really don't want to go to Universal City Walk. And he well, goes, what? well, I don't have a shirt for tonight. And the only place I can get a shirt is Universal City Walk. So we're going to City Walk. And I was like, okay, but it's my birthday and I don't want to do that. Hang I'm on. just saying Let's it. ask an independent third party. Isla, take the microphone. Be honest. Did mom have a good birthday? Well, instead of the City Walk thing, he didn't want to go, though. She didn't want to go? But do you he think she had a good birthday all in all? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the card that you got her? What did it say? I didn't get her a card. Oh. What about the card Georgia got her? What did that say? She didn't get any card. What about the card I got her? What did that say? I didn't know you got her a card. Oh. <laughs> I got three cards. I got one from Sandy, uh-huh. one from Carter, and one from Sydney. Boom. Oh, good. Well, guess what? None from my own personal family. Okay, what about your present you got her, Isla? What did it? What was it? I didn't get her present. I'm getting her one. Oh, you are? Nice nice track covering. Way to go, Isla. What are you getting her? I don't know. I'm going to see what's at the mall. Oh, how are you getting to the f- mall? Phew. Me? Yeah. Okay, so maybe You're we should plan this me. out a little better next time? Mm-mm. Maybe You're we should have done this before mom's birthday? Yeah. Okay, we'll go to the oh, mall. He means maybe you should do it before my birthday? Oh! Uh-huh. All right, keep go go play, Isla. Okay. Georgia's over it. The thing I came in for. Can I download an app? No, you can play with Zoe, who's no, here to play with we're you. Going, it's a we're doing a thing Jesus on the Christ. app. It's like it's iMovie, and we're gonna make a little movie. But you already You're have iMovie on your download iPad. Download iMovie, Isla, and it's very complicated. navigate iMovie. No, very don't com- do, no. Just no, play. You'll be fine. Go play. Very Just play. Go play, Isla. Just go play. Go play, Your Isla. new one. Your new one. Okay. Good luck finding it. Now, Leanne, what can Bert do specifically to to un, unfuck himself from the fuckery that was your birthday? And I want specific details. Like, he wakes you up with breakfast in bed. Maybe Moral it's sex. a Burke Williams day. <laughs> what, I don't what do you want? Know. I didn't really need anything, really. I just really didn't want to go to City Walk no. at all. I really did not. That was like the my, if you, someone had said, "What is the thing you would like to do the least?" I would say, "Go to a really crowded mall type area and eat shit food that's so commercialized Sourced. for people that live in like oh I don't know, you know." Well, the easy. We have big numbers all over the country. Okay, and some really <laughs> in Bowden, Georgia. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, we don't ship shit in Bowden. So. 
So a nice yeah. a nice meal would, would nice. repair some of the damage, you think? Yeah, maybe some thoughtfulness past the donuts. I mean, I did get donuts for breakfast. That's nice. But then after that, it all kind of... It all kind of left. For the record, the workmen got donuts too. I bought them donuts also, so it wasn't like it was. We'll see. <laughs> so a nice meal. Are you feeling guilty? I'm feeling guilty. George <laughs> is feeling really guilty. Is she? Yeah. Well, you know, George uh, is well, broken like I am. But wait, did you mention the speech I got about Father's Day? No. Oh, oh, you didn't mention that to push? Father's oh, no? Day is different oh, than a birthday. Oh, oh, is it? Okay. So I got this big speech about Father's Day, about how I just take the girls to Target and have them buy the shit stuff that's eye level on the shelves. It's and true. And get some shit like surfboard that says, best dad ever, and how he did not want that, that it better be some thoughtful gift, it better be something he wanted, it better be good. I got a and pillow. It, better be, it was a pillow that you had been saying you wanted for I six weeks, that we took you, you had to be fit. For it. it was a hundred and seventy-five dollar pillow. It was a lot of, was a lot of stress. It was a lot of stress into my father's day. It was day. what you wanted. It was a lot of stress. Lay down right now. Lay, it was very thoughtful. Yes, it was. I would like a motorcycle thoughtful. better. When everyone's like when a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, geez. I'm chasing the dragon. Push. Yeah, looking for those highs. So I got this speech. Like, what was that? June. So don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You've guilted your daughter enough into a fucking redo this I Saturday. Just, a card would have been nice. You don't worry, don't just worry. Just a card. I didn't. We already George agreed on no presents. George is a fucking wreck about it. I was like a card. I can't believe they didn't get me a card. Like they didn't uh, even make so, like cut out a heart. Yeah, that's what all kids do all day is color and cut things and Except make. Except my two moron kids who are like, oh, their dad's oh, we got donuts today. It's softball. Let's go to the city walk. We got a Rams game tonight. Oh, let's go to sleep. That was a great day. Anything else big happen today? It was mom's birthday? So, don't worry. Don't worry. You you were effective in your shame campaign. <laughs> By the way, today is your mom's birthday. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? No. We got to call your mom. I was waiting for the girls to get out of school. Oh, Leanne. It is not my mom's birthday. You poor woman. Today's the 23rd, right? Yeah, today's her birthday. Oh, fuck. Today's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Gigi. And we just shit on my mom the whole fucking front part of the podcast. You did? Did she listen to this show? Kind of. You did? Not shit on her, but like very honestly said, I think she was disconnected in my childhood. Oh. What? Did she listen to podcasts? No. Your parents don't even know what a podcast is, don't they? No, my mom wants to start one. She just doesn't know how to get it up there. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, yeah, I want to do an early childhood development podcast. I was like, you should. There's a lot of people I think would listen to it. She's like, how do I get it on the internet? I was like, this is going to be a long conversation. I was like, you need two microphones. She goes, and the microphones, does that record them? I go, no, the cords then (laughs) or attest to a recorder. (laughs) And does it just plug into the internet? I go, mom, it's a little more. She won't do it. She doesn't even know how to download a podcast. She's not going to hear it. Except someone, someone in her fucking workplace will be like, Gigi, have you heard Bert on the latest podcast? That's what people do. They walk into my dad's office. Holy shit. Have you seen Bert naked with the sock on his cock at Goddamn Comedy Jam? My they dad's did? Like, yeah, my dad's like, I don't like looking at that stuff. Oh, no. I didn't know that <laughs> someone doesn't. said that to your dad. Oh, yeah. Anything I do might go straight to my dad. So you just got to disconnect, push. Yep, I do. I disconnect. You disconnect from what? Oh, uh, from every, just from life and stuff, right? Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't let, can't worry what people think about you. No, I stopped doing that. Yeah. I, I used to be very hung up on, um, what people thought of me. And now I think having a kid makes you give less fucks about anything else. Uh, like, wait, 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 uh, okay. This is where it starts <laughs> coming back. 
wait till you do an hour and your kids are like like 12 and 10 and you realize after you do it oh shit they're probably gonna see all of this oh oh maybe i should not have shared that my wife farted during oral sex one time that's gonna come but back. They, but they know that that's fiction, and you can say, "Oh, that's fiction." fiction. <laughs> it's fiction as it's far not, as anybody needs to know. It wasn't fiction twice. Oh, good. That's good. Oh my that's god! Awesome. I remember I, t- I was trying to. I just told that story on stage, and I said to Cowhead, "I said, can I?" We were always getting ready to do a show, and I said, "He goes, what's that one joke you were talking about?" And I was like. Oh, the one where my wife farted on my chin and he dumped it and he goes, that's not it. <laughs> and he was like, I cannot. And I go, why? You don't know what she was doing. He goes, I think people can pretty easily figure out what was happening if she farted on your chin. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. We, we celebrated you this entire podcast. Oh, we did. Thanks. I said, I like We celebrated you. you. We celebrated Tom. Yeah, he's the best. So uh, you're such a sweet lady that because your husband likes to shower with a hose in the backyard that you got him like a nice shower in the backyard thing yeah at your at the old place yeah it's still here that's it's really right nice here on the corner it's the best my favorite that's really nice i love showering where uh where watch this is how how true my answers are to life where did i fall in love with showering outside little palm island you got it <laughs> now i'm trying to get bert to meditate i heard that that's something you're interested in as well with him me yeah i mean like you've been encouraging him Yes, I've been encouraging him to meditate, uh, for sure. I think it would help him a lot. Um, I don't really meditate, but um, I grew up meditating. You know, my mom made me meditate. And I know that it, it for his brain, would be really good for him. Just, just to quiet, quiet down it. the demons howling. Just, yeah. And the, yeah, yeah, see? It'll quiet down all the fucking... <laughs> it quiets you. It makes you just have... A moment of stillness will sometimes reset... Everything, just being still and quiet. And if you watch your thoughts pass into your brain and then watch them leave, yeah. it kind of resets your inner clock. Like sleeping? No, not like sleeping. That's different. It's, it's being aware but not being attached, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, you realize that all this stuff is just bullshit. It's uh, like not old real. tapes. Yeah. It's like old recordings that play, and then you can suss out what's a lie and what's not if you're okay. detached. Okay. I mean, my brain's, I, my brain's hammering pretty hard with some propaganda against me lately. Against my brain's what? Against me. My brain's like Donald Trump and I'm a Mexican. <laughs> my, yeah, you're my, all in one? I'm America Ferrara and my brain's Donald Trump. <laughs> And my, my, I'm like, so listen, retarded. he's calling us rapists. And my brain's like, well, you are what you are. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a rapist, but but I, I have had sex with my wife when she didn't want to have sex with me. <laughs> That's, That's like every married but that, couple. It wasn't non-consensual. It wasn't non-consensual, but <laughs> that, if you could have gotten out of it, you would have. That, well, yeah, I said on stage one time, I go, have you ever had sex with someone who didn't want to have sex with you? And someone goes, you mean like raping them? And I went, <laughs> no, not that. I was like, I'm talking about my wife. And they're like, it still sounds like rape. I go, no, you're in the garage. She just wasn't that into it. Looking at her watch and eyeing around me. I hear something. I think the sprinklers are going off. It's normal. Yeah. That's totally called married normal. sex. It um, is. It's the bear yeah. bunny syndrome. Is Tom with yeah. the, the kid right now? Yeah. Actually, he just called. I should probably text him back. Hold on. Well, why don't we wrap this Talk up? About, yeah, three yeah. Hours. We should. Oh, my God. Go get really? Gabriella. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was, by the way, Rob, I'm dying to see what the numbers are for this. <laughs> like, Because I'm, I'm obsessed with, like, when I do a really, like, this is probably one of the most seamless conversations I've had for three hours in a very long time. Wow. 
What's it? Well, I think why it's one of the things. No, I wanted to. I've wanted to podcast with you for a while because I, I don't know. I think we have a very good uh, energy talking about shit. Well, yeah, we know each other for a long time, and that really helps. It's hard to podcast with people you don't really know. It's just it's it's awkward the whole time, and the timing's off. And it's, I, honestly, I don't really like doing other people's podcasts anymore for that reason. Like, yeah. I got my show. You know, your mom's house, that's deep, bro, and obviously for you, but yeah. I don't want to fucking talk to nobody else, you know? There's very few people. <laughs> There's very few like, people ever, I want to talk to. I've done some podcasts lately where I've gone in and I've been like, I've been like, I don't know if I did their podcast or if I just did my podcast on their podcast. Right. Where I just barrel steamed through. Like, I did Dan J- St. Germain's podcast, and I don't know if, I just was like fucking hammered him with whatever I thought, and I was like, I wonder if they have like a format. I know. Like, I just barreled through it, and poor Dan's like, well, it was fun. You got to come back and do our podcast again because I don't think you did it. Like I did Joe Coy's, totally just, I, I feel like I just barrel people over. You could do this on your own. You're a talker. Like I do that steep bro, just me and a mic for an hour, just talking, really? like Bill Burr style. Like listen to Bill Burr and just like. Maybe I'll do one a week where it's just try me it, dude, cause drinking you, by myself over it. That's Why do you bar. have to drink? That, that's another interesting question. We talked about that on this. We talked a lot about well, that. I, podcast. Had, I thought I had a pretty good idea for you to have a jabber on one about giving advice for young men. I don't know what it was. What was this? Remember we were driving from Phoenix and I was like, why don't you do a podcast where you just sit and give advice for young men like this is Oh yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. This is how you know what kind of pot you smoke. <laughs> this is how you treat women. This is how you don't treat women. This is how you know, this is what alpha dudes do, well, and it you, was, you was really bullshit. You really to do that podcast where it was me and you talking, and it's called Your Dad's House. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I think Leanne should have a podcast. I feel like you have so much life experience, and I think you're so interesting. I think people Aww. love to hear That's sweet. Let's do a, about let's, you. I would, I would, I'll tell you what. I would be really interested to see a like a one-hour just Leanne talking I- I would love it. I would love to hear be, that. Can you just interview Leanne? We just can we do like a tribute to Leanne episode? We're, we're Is that about, my birthday present? <laughs> <laughs> I had mentioned a push that we should do one night where it's me, you, and Tom, and we don't talk about the business. Yeah, we don't like shut you out of conversation, yeah. basically, and make you feel like I'm not I don't ever feel shut out. You know what I mean? It was Push's idea, really. Was, <laughs> but 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 to just but, not talk about fucking show business because it's so boring. It's like the last time we went to dinner. Me and Tom go outside and just ended up talking about touring. The entire time. Well, we didn't talk about business. I know, but, I, know. but, but no. I, th- I think we should have, none of us should have talked about any of the business, and we should have all just hung out together and eaten as much chocolate as Tom did. I we think kind of did that. Can you just, I think for place- one second, acknowledge the portions Tom puts on plate? <laughs> and I think I, in that video, I called him farsighted because he gave these fucking plates with so much. He's oh, like, yeah. I feel like Bert and Leanne don't like this food. I go, Tom, it's a 24 ounce ribeye with 12 shrimps on the side, a stack of potatoes, and broccoli with salad. Yeah. And then he brought out little chocolate balls. Yeah, he doesn't know portions because he'll make me a piece of whatever, and I'm like, yeah. babe, I can eat a quarter of this. What are you doing? Uh, related yeah. to Kreischer, you're the either. same. He'll give me a huge piece of steak, and I'm like, I can't. There's no way. No way. But Bert also eats really, really fast. Yes. Now, does he finish what he's got, and then he, does he go to your plate? No. Oh. No. Although, although there was a period where Leanne's like, I feel like I'm racing you for food. Yeah. Like that's yes. what I do too. Yeah, I, that's why I started eating more because Tom he picks up the pace and yeah, then I yeah. pick up the pace. Well, that and we were we were we were younger and we were broke. We went to Europe and we shared 
all our meals. <laughs> by the time it was Aww. like a 10 day trip to Europe, by the end of it, I was eating so fast. And I figured that's when I figured out. I was like, I figured out <laughs> if I don't get mine in, I'm not getting it. Yeah. So I got to yeah. eat really fast. Yes. You're going to eat the whole dish. Yeah. And we can't afford another dish. So I'm just going, <laughs> I was eating like crazy by yeah. the end of that trip. Tom would eat his food off his plate and then go to mine. No, no, he didn't really do that. I, I haven't really ever noticed you doing that. He'll take it if I offer it, but he doesn't just. My take thing it. now is like I won't eat cold food. So once the and this is just oh. one of those things where we just have given up and this is what we do. Once it's cooked, I go to the table and I eat it. And I, and then, There's no waiting on like <laughs> oh I need to get a napkin for everybody oh no I want it hot I want it hot he's done he's eating it and we're still like walking with our plates to the <laughs> I've table eaten my and dinner he eats so fast and it's gone you're so such a jerk like, okay. and, then, and then, then I'm he, sweating oh, I'll be sweating oh, my, and then he gets up that. and leaves the table and leaves the plate there what a jerk yeah I haven't done a whole lot of uh, handiwork around the house since we've been in this renovation. No, no, I haven't no. washed a dish once. I don't know where the dishes are kept. I haven't made a dish once. Hey, what about okay, when our kid was born? Paper plates, plastic utensils. We have that. Fuck yeah. doing a dish yeah. when I you do don't that. have the time. We yeah. just cook we just wash what we cook with. Gotcha, gotcha. Like cooking stuff and gotcha. forks. Smart. I don't want to eat with plastic forks. Uh, it's depressing as fuck, but yeah. Yeah, I can do paper plates. No yeah. plastic forks, but I have to go get Georgia. Okay. I got to go, too. I got him. Oh, that's deep, bro. Yes, deep, bro. Your mom's house podcast. I'm also touring. I'm doing Seattle, Portland, Dallas, Houston, Cincinnati. Whoa. One more. Wowza. I can't remember. Indianapolis. Go to thousandranch.com for what tickets. We, what are we going to call Just one-nighters. solo podcast? Um, Yo, mama. Just you know, I've, got, I've, got the, I've got the Twitter handle, Leanne's Pussy. That's a great. That's a great. Awesome. You get so many listeners right Leanne's away. Pussy. And he did set up an email for me that says Romeo Horsecock, which I in, inadvertently, <laughs> oh mistakenly emailed the two um, supervising people for my Girl Scouts to get permission to go on a field trip from Romeo Horsecock at gmail.com. <laughs> And oh, luckily, you just gave out that email address if anyone wants to email Leanne. Enough. I don't get it. I don't even Romeo check it. I have Horsecock no idea. I have no idea. Com. But yeah, awesome. I said, can we go on this field trip camping? Romeo Horsecock at Gmail. So luckily, what can I say? I'm a strong they're in their romantic. 60s and they don't, they don't, they're not that savvy. So, I love it. But I caught the mistake and was like, I'm totally kicked out of the Girl Scouts. I'm going to be lady. This is terrible. This is my trip. So Leanne's coming out with a podcast. We're gonna, I'm gonna set it up. I gotta go. All right. I gotta. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for having me. This episode was brought to you by the Machine.